homeless person What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of DeFi Discussions. This is our first Wednesday edition. We used to be on Fridays, but now we are switching to Wednesdays. If anyone's wondering why the podcast is up a little early, that is the reason. We'll be doing every Wednesday for now on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tonight's show, we have some really good stuff. For, we, got, we, got, uh, we got some, uh, we got a, a BRC update, BRC20 update. We got a Phoenix update. We have uh, Bitcoin conference um, coming up tomorrow this weekend. We're going to talk about it. The uh, SEC believes Filecoin's a security. Grayscale warns investors. We have so much good stuff tonight. Let's bring in the guys. Hey. What's up, fellas? How's what everyone up? doing today? Hey. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's Does that have good weeks? It's, it's funny you say tonight, Shiz, because when we first started, it was, you know, middle of winter is pitch black out when we started. Yeah. But if you look out my window... Wait, where there is my window. It's bright sky, it's blue sky, bright sun, it's summertime. It feels weird that it's, you know, it's I feel like I should be having lunch, not not doing the podcast. <laughs> you, you remember we started on Sunday. Like yeah. our first podcasts were Sundays. And then well, it was originally the first ever episode was on a Saturday. And then uh it was on a Sunday. And we did like three Sundays in a row and we we're like, let's switch it to a weekday. So then we moved it to Fridays. And now after I think 13 or 14 weeks, we're moving to Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome nice, to hump day. Nice. Yep. Yep. So uh, what do you guys want to get into first? I guess we'll bring up uh, the, the bit, the coin. Bitcoin. <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we got kind of an up week here. <laughs> Um, we've, we did have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight red candles down. That was kind of rough for, for me, guys. I don't know about you, but, uh, that, that was, it was so boring and my alts were just dying against it. You know, Bitcoin was only going down a little bit of time. Uh, it seems like all the alts just like, would not stop bleeding. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it seems like that eight day consecutive period is, is, is kind of like been the limit. Right. For yeah. for when Bitcoin kind of has those negative consecutive days. Yeah. You can see <clears throat> it looks around around similar, right? That might be yeah. a little bit longer, but that what, what when was that? Was that this was the uh, uh the end of November going into December, I guess. No, no, no. I'm sorry, beginning of November. This was the uh this After... candle right here is the SBF candle. Is it? These two guys right here, yeah. Did November SBF? November ninth. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. 7. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that, that that makes sense there. Yeah, but if, if you look at the the previous legs down, it's it's kind of like you know probably like eight to ten, yeah, you know, negative days <laughs> consecutively. So, um, I, I was expecting a little bit of a bounce back, but I will say, almost every 
Bitcoin Miami convention week, I feel like it's kind of dull, like the, in terms of price action, um, yeah. not necessarily like tanking, but not really like aggressively going up either. So um, it's kind of what I'm feeling right now is kind of like normal for, for this week. Yeah. What about you, Nibbles? Yeah, I've, um, I actually don't pay very close attention to Bitcoin. So that, you know, if there's several days of a drop, I'm fine with that because yeah. just, you probably heard me say this before, you know, my, my, um, my relationship with Bitcoin is through ETFs in a tax-free account. Yeah. So that's a really sort of, and, and it's a large, you know, so it's, it's like a big, heavy, long-term commitment. So, um, so I, I purposefully don't look at at, at um, sort of tighter cycles in Bitcoin because I know yeah. it'll just stress me out. Like I know, like seeing that eight days worth of drop will just it'll just weigh on me, even though yeah. it shouldn't because like I'm looking years and years out for my for my Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I I try to I try to not look to. Now that said, though, I will take a brief look to maybe sort of see how it relates to or how it might predict the other coins um, yeah. and other tokens um you know just to see what's going on there but yeah I, I try not to i don't i purposely don't follow what happens in yeah. bitcoin too much just to well, stress. well bitcoin has more utility now with the brc20s niblet so <laughs> you might have to pay a little bit more attention to no, it it's true it's true so i i have been i've been paying more closer more attention to the ordinals um these sort of you know derivative products um so i've definitely been paying attention to those uh, a lot more for sure yeah. yeah, I'm a complete junkie. I, I look at it 16, 17 times an hour. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I have a freaking Bitcoin clock. I mean, and all day it just ticks. I'm like everyone's like, "What time it is?" I'm like, "Oh, it's twenty-seven thousand. No, no, I said, "What time is it?" It's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I, I I live and breathe by like I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do, I lay in bed and I check it. And a lot of times too, I've noticed if it's green, I, there's some mornings where I'll, I'll get up and I'll go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're allowing a bitcoin and crypto to dictate Dude, the mood of your it day really does. It, my wife says the same thing she was she'll be like before you come home from work i i, I checked to see if it was green or red see what kind of mood you're in <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny that's funny that's awesome so so but what do you think like how does the like so as bitcoin as as sort of other things as derivatives as other derivatives get built on top of or adjacent to bitcoin do you yeah. think that those dynamics which are which have much more DeFi like dynamics do you think those dynamics will start to not destabilize bitcoin but make bitcoin behave in a more volatile fashion or do you think bitcoin's stability um will sort of rein in though at sort of like high volatility DeFi um I behavior I think it'll give it more strength, uh, more, more, not necessarily stability, but just, uh, well, possibly more st stability because when they're selling, when they'll, when they're going to be selling these, these, um, ordinals, um, they're going to get Bitcoin, right? So, you know, and, and no one has a problem holding Bitcoin at this moment. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it's it's kind of like Ethereum, right? Like no one has a problem holding Ethereum, but someone has a problem holding four coin, right? Like the the <laughs> like whenever you told me that guy didn't sell last week, I got nervous for him because like <laughs> you know I was like, oh my god, like he put two hundred thousand in it and he hasn't sold and it's been a day and it was a meme yeah. coin. But yeah, but but if you sell and you make a good profit in a meme coin, you feel comfortable letting it rest in Ethereum, right? 
Um, so that's 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 how I see it. I, I think it's gonna bring um, a lot more um, energy to to the Bitcoin network. Um, it Bitcoin has been boring for a very long time, um, and and it's because it's been either chilling in a ledger, um, in a you in know ETF. In an ETF, ETF, like you, you yep. had mentioned, or um, just sending it back and forth to each other. Not really. That doesn't happen very often, right? Like people no. aren't really using it for for that um, in, unless it's special occasion. So what this does is it brings uh, more utility to it, to Bitcoin, the Bitcoin network. And um, yeah. as I think you or Shizzy mentioned last last week, um, you know, the miners are going to be happy. And I don't think the miners have been too, too happy for a while. Well, I mean, they're, they're making money. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, whenever you're like, and, and it's kind of unexpected. Like, I don't think the miners are really expecting to double their, 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 I guess their, their output, their input instead of, you know, and keeping the same output. So the money's, the money's not different going out. Like there's not like they're using more hash because there's more transactions. So it, it, it kind of goes on that. So they're, they're just getting more income. And I, I, you know, I can't see them not, you know, not being happy with it. And, uh, well, while we're here, um, we might as well jump into our first topic here. So I know you've been re- really looking into BRC20, so I'm going to let you handle this, Jacoby. Okay. Uh, what's new? Uh, is Bitcoin Miami a catalyst for the BRC20s? Yeah. So so let, 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 uh, let me just jump right into this. You know, I, obviously everybody knows I'm excited about BRC20s, um, but, I, you know, I don't want to just get super, super or too laser eyed with it. But right now I'm going to be because I'm excited about it. Um, number, uh, let me ask you, let, let me answer your question about Bitcoin Miami first. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, am in a telegram that Jack Levin is in and his, uh, main developer, um, was it Sue? Uh, Zen Sue. Zen Sue. Yeah. I actually had a little bit back and forth with him and just wanted to kind of, you know, grab some info cause they're both in Miami, I believe. Uh, well they are, he had mentioned, and yeah. he said that, you know, people are excited down there about it. Because uh, they actually have like uh, different times of the day where they they have like conferences specifically for builders on Bitcoin, which has to do with the ordinals in the the BRC twenties, right? So um, the feedback that I've gotten from him is, yeah, they're excited about it. It's here, and so the ones that might not be, um, they're not really talking too much about it, right? Like, so you're either excited or you're just quiet about it, is what what I'm hearing. So yes, is is Bitcoin Miami a catalyst? I 100% think so. I think it's it's uh, the builders are using it um, as an opportunity to kind of educate and let them know, hey, look, this is bringing utility to the network. Um, about the BRC up 20 update, um, I kind of wanted to do like an update once a week, but we'll start with this and see how this goes. Um, okay. So full disclosure. Uh, the one the the project i'm talking about today i am invested in it so uh, i wanted to get that out there um but it's called the the ordinals council um the ticker is cncl right um and what this project is is um a group of guys had put together uh, a, a starting foundation of what they call the ordinals council right and started off with around 20 20 uh guys and girls um, that are either prominent in the industry, um, have a large, you know, following and influence, um, 
very highly skilled in terms of like developer skills or marketing skills. And um, their goal is to, you know, their first product was or is um, called Toshi Pad, right? It's a launch pad that's going to launch projects, BRC20 projects. But the vetting kind of has to go through these council members, right? And so, um, but what they are doing is they're actually adding up to a hundred spots, right? So they're, they're doing that through the community. They actually sent, uh, had like a link to where you could fill out an application and, you know, they get back to you, but yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned, you know, they're prominent type people in the industry. Um, I know that they have some VCs in, in, in the group, but, um, you know, community members were kind of raising their eyebrows about that and saying, hey, you know, this is supposed to be a uh, free and fair launch. And they said, yeah, the VCs are all about the ones that are involved here. They're more to be involved with it on the vetting process of new projects that are going to go through the launch pad. Right. So they they are there to invest separately as like just as me as like a, a member of the community. Um, but yeah, so it is a obviously BRC20 token, there's a total supply of 10,000. So it's a small supply, right? Um, with that being said, you know, obviously it's it's scarce. Um, I will say though, when it first minted out, um, a lot of people were just learning about it. And so it kind of did this, you know, pump up and then kind of died down. And in the last three or four days, it's really gotten a lot of traction because they put little feelers out to the community through their social media, right? Their, their Twitter. Um, one of the uh, themes that they're doing on their Twitter account is called, did you know, right? So they'll do like um, a, did you know, I, I believe like once every other day. And one of the, did you knows was, you know, did you know, one of the council members was a former head of Tezos um and uh, an early investor in, in that project um also that same person was a former or i believe that same person was also a former head of polygon labs apac i guess a oh, different wow. yeah a different sector of of polygon and then um a, a polka dot ecosystem builder right so i mean this is what i mean whenever i'm talking about highly skilled individuals yeah. that are veterans in the industry, right? Now, of course, everybody out there listening, this is, you know, a do everything in crypto is do your own research. Um, you know, BRC20s are, are still very new to the crypto industry. Um, and so, you know, do your own research uh, and, and you know, know what, what you can risk if you decide to, to, to dabble in BRC20s. Um, I'm excited about it, but that doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> I'm just, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, I do believe, truly believe that once the builders um, figure out how to make the user interface with buying BRC20s easy and, and, and seamless, um, there's going to be a ton of onboarding um, happening. Now, it's not comparing anything close to like the the volume on ethereum right but it's still such like so in that early baby phases that 
you know, it's, it's, it's a, for me personally, I, I look at it as a great opportunity, but yeah, I mean, do you guys have any questions or anything about, you know, the council? What, why the council? So I know you look at a lot of different BRC twenties. What, what attracted you to the council to make you a, uh, an investor of it? You know, honestly, like I felt like when, when I was going through these minting processes, it, it was a gamble, you know, because you just, you go to Unisat and you see progress and you see these tickers and yeah, I just have always been a, a heart. Like I felt like you grab information, you throw it on Twitter to pull out, mm-hmm. like, who are these teams? Who's behind this? Yeah. And when I pulled this ticker out and, and threw it in Twitter, I saw how they were forming an actual council of, of, um, of, of members that, that, are what I went over, right? Like highly skilled or, or, uh, very influential. Um, and so that's what, that's what really drove, you know, drove me towards them. They do have like an ordinal NFT side too, but it's not very big, you know, and, and I do know that if you are a holder, you do get an, an airdrop of one of the yellow coats. Um, but yeah, they've been reached out to by a couple different centralized exchanges um and they communicate that to the community and it's been they've been very cautious though about that which is is a good sign because you know most people just rush to that right but you're talking yeah. about a, a supply of ten thousand. um you don't want to mess up the momentum of what you have right now right so um i think that they they really want to know what the community thinks about it um and then obviously like the council members uh, discuss and, and then I'm sure that they try to do like a community decision on it. But um, yeah, so that's kind of where they are. And they were the fastest to, to uh, mint out all the tokens on Unisat. So they have that record. Wow. You got any questions? No, um, I'm, what I'm curious about, what I, what I think I may have missed is, and it, it, they may not even have released this yet, but um, what's their value proposition? Like, what? Why does it need a collective? Why does it need a group instead of one? Is there what's their what's their longer term plan for? You know, you'd mentioned that you know it sounds like they might have a grant program that you know uh, projects can apply to. Is is, the, is it the, is their plan to sort of grow to be sort of like almost like like a like a, a, a meta level? organization or you know what's i guess the short question is you know what's what's the value prop here yeah i i think it's really just kind of establishing trust and and credibility right um having those type of of original members in your council um does give credibility to the to the project in in terms of those people right so you know when you start a project you you, you know, you start from scratch. So I think that's kind of one of the value props is, is, is starting from scratch, but also having these people kind of be the, the backbone. Right. Um, and then the future value prop is kind of what you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know the details in terms of if they're doing any type of grant type of process, but I do know that they have mentioned, you know, there is a vetting process and, and that's why they are bringing these type of people in. Um, because the last thing that they want is to to create a launch pad that's just going to launch a bunch of, you know, crappy projects, right? And so it, it's it's more about quality and, and um, over quantity with this launch pad. 
and then also the token holders um, do get benefits from that, right? So, you know, one thing that I, I need a little bit more clarity on because I am all about kind of what Jack Levin is is, is doing with the, the free and fair launch, getting back yeah. to Satoshi's uh, first principles, you know, free market and and um, and really just just being able to kind of be on even ground when when things start. And um, so I'm not sure if being a token holder is going to allow you to purchase early mm. or if it's going to let you just get information early. Because I think getting information early is is separate, is, is a totally different thing than purchasing early, right? It's yeah. like you might have information that a project's going to launch and then they release that information to the public, you know, before launch but you're a little bit more prepared, right? Because you are an exclusive member of this, this group um, or this community. Is a token a, a governance token? Um, give governance and what projects that will be launched. So, so if I need to drill down a little bit more into it, but I do know that like um, there is an aspect of liquidity, uh, providing liquidity for some of these new projects with your token. Right. So uh, liquidity pools, right. And yeah. um, so that's one one thing um, that they're they're bringing to the table in terms of benefits for being a token holder, um, you know, community building. They talk about yeah. that. Yeah, I think they're probably going to do some token gating stuff. You know, I, I can only imagine that they kind of have to if, if, if it's if it's going to be like like this. It feels like this exclusive, almost like kind of like the Freemasons type of situation. Mm -hmm. Right. But not crazy like that <laughs> yeah. but you, you get what i'm saying to where it's like you know it's an exclusive community um but ten thousand tokens right so what benefits are, are we gonna get right is it gonna be kind of like a, a board ape type of situation to where you can get into uh certain venues you know being a token yeah. holder i imagine there's going to be some of that um and i do think <laughs> that the BRC 20 community in general is going to try to, I mean, I, I think they're going to try to be kind of try to set their, the bar a, a little bit higher in terms of like certain, you know, uh, perception. I would, I would think because, of, because it is on Bitcoin right yeah. now, it doesn't matter. Everybody's greedy. There's going to be people that, that put shit on there. Right. And, and I think that, um, the the BRC twenty community will probably want a little bit less of that, but know that they can't stop all of it. Well, Makes it sense. sounds. I mean, from from what you've described, I mean it. It sounds almost like, and this is pure speculation. This is just spitballing. Um, if the council become, I, I I hesitate to use the word um incubator because most incubators um fail. So, but if if their idea is to grant and then help build and help spin off projects, then presumably holding their token may not give you governance rights to say, you know, who, which projects they should or should not take on it. And, and let's be honest, as a token holder, you're not qualified to make that call. Like, sure. like no, no, to by virtue of owning a token does not qualify you to make that call. That's why you want to, you want to sort of 
yeah, you, you, you almost want a republic sort of um, organization yeah. where you're, you're delegating your authority to vote to people who are who are have qual have the qualifications. But or in the that, know, yeah. But but those tokens then should, under that circumstance, grant you the right to earn a return that the overall organization uh, earns based on building and spinning off these um, th these projects. If if in fact that is what they're doing is 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 granting granting to help build projects, um, you know that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. You know, get in now or sorry, get in early while you know the token well the token's still affordable. Um, take the risk that the council will be able to um, build up and and spin off sub projects and then um hopefully you get to reap the rewards ongoing right because it once you own you own and so you get a cut of, of ongoing profit so yeah i mean it's just as you're describing it you know obviously there, there's not a whole lot of details but i'm just imagining what what they could possibly do there's some interesting yeah. possibilities yeah yeah for sure and, and there's no official dow or anything that has been created so you know um I really think that, um, man, they're, they're like, like people like us that have been in DeFi for, for a bit, right? Like one of the first things that we think of when a new project launches is, you know, what's the utility? Yeah. What's the utility? And that's a smart thing to, to think right off the bat before you throw money into something. Now, with BRC20s, it's, it's, a, it's almost like kind of starting back to like I had mentioned before, like when Ethereum started, you know, minting out their, their, or people started building these, these projects off of the, you know, launching new tokens and they were figuring out what, you know, how to incorporate the token into the utility. You know, it's a little bit different here on the BRC 20 side. Well, it's similar in that aspect to where these new tokens are figuring that out, but I think that's okay. It's, we don't have to jump so hard down their throats about utility so much. I think what they should do, though, is put out some idea, right? Like some like, kind of thought process of what they want to do. Um, but the tokens are different. The tokens are different. You know, like they don't, BRC20s do not have, they're not smart contracts, right? So, so they, they're, they're pretty simple JSON code, right? So right now, I think what, you know, uh, innovators like, like Jack Levin um, and, and um, you know, other other builders that are coming over are trying to do is trying to figure out hey how can we um utilize the token into the application that we're building for this project you know and um they're they're getting closer and closer there was a, a decentralized exchange that launched this morning called alex <laughs> which is built on top of stacks it, mm -hmm. it's a layer two um on the bitcoin network i'm not super super well versed in stacks or the lightning network but you know i i i don't think that alex in my humble opinion is the solution yet it can be but um just to kind of on-ramp to alex and trade and then off-ramp it just seems a little bit a little bit um inconvenient right like yeah even for me that's been doing all the stuff on unisat kind of like the old way and and all that stuff so but i do think there, there's there's gonna be a decentralized exchange war 
and who if alex kind of fixes that situation they might be the leading decks or there might be another one that comes through and says hey we figured it out we we were able to bridge over brc20s seamlessly by wrapping the json code and uh incorporating it into a smart contract or whatever they do right um but I do think that right now there's people rushing to these different type of ap applications such as staking, um, uh, uh, you know, the decks, stuff like that. Right. Like they're, they're rushing to, to be the, the main provider. But I think I think these projects have a really heavy burden to make, if not the utility to make like. So on the one hand, there's utility, but underneath that, there's a problem, right? Like there's a problem to be solved. And if you bring to market a thing that doesn't clearly address a problem, you're not bringing anything to market. You're just, mm -hmm. you're just showing up to market, hoping people will throw money at you. Yeah. So in this, in this case where you have, you know, this sort of this, this Bitcoin, the Bitcoin world is saying, well, look, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do X, we're going to do Y, we're going to do Z. Well, and they have a burden to clarify what problem they're addressing, because honestly, if it's just a DEX, if it's just another DAO, I've already got that on Ethereum. Like, I don't need, we don't need Bitcoin for any of that. Yeah. So what's the thing? What's the, what's the reason why we should then maybe siphon off some of the money that we're using to play in this sort of ETH-based DeFi world? You know, why should we devote some of that to this other space other than just speculation that, you know, it's going to be a mirror, a mirror of what's happening over in, in DeFi and we want a piece of that. Like, that's not, that's not a particularly strong um, call. So, you know, what what is the problem that they're trying to address? I think they really because there's already an incumbent solution, they've got to really clarify why they're existing. Why did why should money go to them? Sure, sure, sure. So um, I agree with that, that thought process. I think it's very logical, um, but I will say this um, money attracts. Right. Yeah, and sure, and no, there's no. tons of liquidity on the Bitcoin network and, and tons of money there. And a lot of the money there is boring money. Right. And I think what the, the, the problem, the problem was that there was, it wasn't being utilized. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what BRC twenties has done is, is utilize that money. Now, you know, I think it's going to test some of these, these maxis and, and, and maybe just like, just really disciplined people in Bitcoin that, that hold their money only in Bitcoin. And they're just, that's all they care about in their whole life is Bitcoin. Um, because they're going to be tempted to make more money right now. So that's the, that's the initial problem right now. I think with innovators and stuff, they kind of might see the Bitcoin network, not really having a, a, a direct port. Yeah. Right. And so the Bitcoin network doesn't have a direct port. So if you're trying to con like, you know, connect all cryptocurrency networks with interoperability, there has to be a port into Bitcoin, whether it's through a, a you know, a seamless uh, layer two or what, you know, there has to be a, 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 you know, a port. And I think that that's really a, another part that that's there. But, you know, right now, a lot of, ETH users, and uh, I know ETH maxis isn't really like a popular term, but there are mm -hmm. ETH maxis, and I feel like there's they're kind of showing up a little bit more with this whole BRC20 thing. Yeah. Um, they're kind of thinking like you, like to where they're like, well, we already have all the volume over here in Bubble. You know, why do I need it? Like, 
MetaMask works easy, Uniswap, you know, blah, 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 right? All this yep. stuff. But, you know, there's times when, like, it doesn't matter. Like, Ethereum's network will, will die down after, like, this whole meme season, for example, right? Like, yep. like it went through, all this liquidity came in, and then all a lot of it got sucked back out, right? Yep. Well, I think Bitcoin's network doesn't really deal with that as much it does on a like an like high level like to where either you're selling your bitcoin into fiat or you're not right but with ethereum it funnels right like into yeah, yeah. DeFi yeah. and and all these other things and i think that what we're gonna see is we're gonna see it funnel up and 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 help propel bitcoin uh bitcoin's value and then whenever bear bear market comes back we'll we'll see it kind of get sucked out kind of like but on a, from a DeFi standpoint on the bitcoin network and then bitcoin too so it's just, you're right yeah is it going to kind of replicate what ethereum does yeah and ethereum will probably still be king of DeFi in my opinion but i think what people are going to be chasing is money no that's yeah. fair and and you know when you look at the fact that you know there's if the problem to be solved here is the fact that there is a pool of $500 billion, not really doing much. Like that's a lot of liquidity that's just sitting around, you know, playing video games, smoking pot. Like let's put it to work. Let's get it to do something. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a fair problem. And and to be the, the players who are saying, we're the ones who are going to put that $500 billion to work. That's a fairly yeah. valuable position to be in. But I just go back to the, you know, it's, it's, it is a hard, whenever there's an incumbent solution, the new entrant has a very high bar to overcome to persuade people that it deserves to play in the game. So, um, but five hundred million dollars is a lot of persuasion. Yeah, I have a few issues with this, but I'm gonna chalk it up to being it, it basically being in its infancy. But with Bitcoin, my biggest problem is there's no smart contracts. There's no, you know what I mean? Like there, it until like I think that's why Stacks is is there, and I think Stacks has smart contracts on there, and I think that's why Layer Two. But Stacks is very centralized. I mean, like, I could be wrong, but I know it the is. Lightning Network and Stacks is very centralized. It, you, you know, they take they they take they they basically roll it up themselves and they process it through the Bitcoin transactions. It's just one big transaction on one block. So to me, I, I just. I, I have a hard time investing in these things for that reason. But like I said, it is in its infancy. So I will give it some some leeway. But if this was on another blockchain that was not Bitcoin, let's just say Astar and Astar didn't have smart contacts yet, I wouldn't even be looking at this. You know, 100%. I wouldn't even be considering it. hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, I think the the most important part of it is that it is Bitcoin in the yeah. brand in the the the, the recognition of, of what Bitcoin is, right? and the possibility it's it's really about what what possibilities can this lead to right because no one thought that this would happen with bitcoin people try yeah. to uh you know talk about uh, the lightning network and all this stuff and it really just you know the lightning network just sucks it really does i mean it's not great um but but it was never meant to be it was never created to, to create DeFi protocols and, and stuff like that. And, you know, with your smart contract um, kind of uh, argument there, I agree with you There there isn't smart contracts on Bitcoin, um, but in, inscribing can definitely be um, there's a market for it, in my opinion, especially on Bitcoin's network, 
you know, uh, what Michael Saylor had mentioned, you know, like inscribing your will and testament on Bitcoin could be a, yeah. a, a, a big deal or deeds. That is really right? cool. Or yeah. like if you're transferring a billion dollars of wealth, you can inscribe, you know, on that block. Right. And I owe you. Exactly. So it, it, I think inscribing is is going to stay like be more utilized. Um, it's always been there. Right. Um, I think yeah. like the taproot update really kind of um, allowed it to be, you know, more prevalent and, and, and this situation kind of take off. But um, yeah, I, I mean, here's the deal. No, no matter what issues that we have come across in, in crypto in terms of capability, there's been a group of devs that have overcome that, right? Now, I, I think in terms of uh, Bitcoin not being, uh, not having DeFi protocols, I think that was intentional not to, to build there. That was very yeah. intentional not to build there. And, and you know, the, the people that didn't want DeFi on there has done a, like a, you know, they've, been really eager to keep it off now this has happened and it's brought over half a billion dollars of market cap over and now you're talking about you know having uh decent well stacks is centralized you're right about that so that's one reason why i'm not crazy about alex um and so but suzu or uh the dev over at zen yeah. he had mentioned Zenzu. that yeah Zenzu, he had mentioned that too um but that's 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 another reason why I think there's going to be a decent uh, dex war, right? Because yeah. they're they're going to figure out who who can do it best. I don't doubt one bit that the innovators that are that are working on BRC twenty won't get it done. Yeah. All right. Well, let me throw one more thing. One more thing out, out at you because I th I think on the one hand you're right, Chiz. You've said a few times that money talks, and why and and when people start to realize how much money is at stake, they might start to mm -hmm. change their mind. But there's also, I think, a pretty powerful psychological perspective that Bitcoin is what Bitcoin is, and it does what it does very well. And I think there's a lot of investors in Bitcoin who are quite satisfied with that. And they may not welcome rocking that particular boat in this particular way, right? Because it could be threatening, not just to their bags, but sort of threatening to the whole reason why they're in the space. You know, they're their, their, their political sensibilities, you know, their belief in, in the cause, you know, they're, they're in Bitcoin for more than just um, making a return. They're into, into it for many other reasons. And, and this can potentially threaten, at least conceptually can threaten what it is that, that they bought into emotionally, psychologically. So I, I suspect that you know, there could be, you know, maybe this flames out or maybe this becomes uh, a bit of an internal yeah. uh, conflict within the space, yeah. within that well, particular space. Yeah, and, and real quick, I'll answer real quick, and then I'll be done with no, the no. BRC. Um, but so, yes, I, you're 100% right. There are definitely, um, you know, Bitcoin fundamentalists that are, are not happy about this. Um, I think there's more and more, like a little bit each day, that are uh, being opened up to it. Um, but here, here's the thing: is that, like I had mentioned, there's there's a 500 million dollar market cap for it. If the builders that have the power that are building right now, and there are some that have power, um, want it to be there, it's going to be there. There's there, you know, there's there's something that like, you know, the core. There's four core developers uh, for the Bitcoin network right now, right? And they're pretty much like stretched to the 
from you know each side, right? Um, because that that number has dwindled down to four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, technically, they could probably filter the network, right, and then filter out these inscriptions. But if they did that, think about how much that would damage Bitcoin's total value, um, the the perception of the public, because with a five hundred million dollar market cap industry or market with brc20s that's not huge that's not really that big right yeah. we're talking about smaller than sheeb right <laughs> in terms of market cap but the people are in, that are involved in building that they're really passionate and they're they're very in, intelligent and they it would basically become this true narrative that bitcoin is number one centralized and censored because at that point now you're manipulating what the public can see on the chain because you don't agree with it and that's not a part of satoshi's first principles now if it and it even if it was something malicious like an attack okay maybe i could i can understand that but still that's not what this is right it's not a malicious attack yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know i think i think this argument could could kind of go on forever right but 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 it's very it's it's a super slippery slope in terms of trying to stop it agree well i'm i mean just to put a cap on it i'm i'm cautiously very interested in seeing how this plays out because i do i am in the camp where i believe that Bitcoin does what it does as well as anything does what anything else does. Like it is so well suited and so well optimized for the use case and that any sort of tinkering with the use case around the edges could be threatening. Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm quite happy with, with, with what it's doing and how it's doing it and my participation in it. So, but I am still very curious to see how these things, how these things can play out and, you know, maybe a little bit optimistic, you know, I, I'm interested in seeing what, what can be done? Maybe there's new things that can be done on Bitcoin that really can't be done in Ethereum. Um, and you know, there. So anyway, I I I, I get I kind of get both sides of the argument, and I know where I where I'm. Yeah. Well, um, hey, it looks like we got some comments. Chizzy. Oh wow, we got three. Let's jump in here real quick. Oh, from our old pal Sean. He says, uh, Sean XB XB. Yeah, XBT 3D. He's from uh, the DeFi Lunch Crew. He does that every Thursdays at 12 o'clock on the DeFi, was it, um, Mission DeFi channel? Yeah, and, DeFi. Uh, yes. Yeah, he said that his first comment was uh, BRC20 is just a narrative for what is simply a file store. File store on the chain was 2010. And he said um, the incremental market cap is not real. There's no uh, support liquidity. And we got er the core devs can't do that. Yeah, they can't do that because they it, it would have to be an up an upgrade, and then they would have to vote on it. And the miners aren't gonna going to approve gonna... it. Yeah, yeah. So technically, they could if they went through all the hurdles, though, right? Because it was actually a um, a comment on Twitter that I saw about fil- filtering spam. Um, but I could be wrong. I, I, I'm definitely not like too yeah. prideful to admit when I'm wrong if I see something. So appreciate the comments there. Yeah. So um, I have a few things before we jump to the next thing that I just thought of. And I did not think about when you said about um, inscribing the like the deeds on something. So inscribing actually could be really cool. And this is my first time thinking about this. So it's not all the way thought thought through. But yeah, like inscribing, inscribing my my deed, inscribing uh, my bank loan, inscribing anything to the block 
is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, maybe potentially voting, you know, when I like when I vote in a presidential election, voting, inscribing it into a chain and seeing that that it never changed, you know. Mm-hmm. So the inscribing is, is actually a lot cooler than I actually previously thought. And uh, I definitely want to um, put some time into it and think about it. But it's also the I had another thought that um, like, you know, it's kind of like um, BRC 20 is kind of like when you have a gold bar and someone's like, hey, I'm going to cut a piece of that and make a cool earring. Yeah. Right. So it's like I'm going to get shizzy in a big and a nice earring on my ear. And I was like, yeah, why do you why are you putting the gold on your, on your earring? It's my gold. You know, it's my Satoshi. Yeah. I can put whatever I want into it. So I thought that was a good uh, analogy. It's like some people would probably like, oh, you're just wasting it. You're putting it in a ring. You're putting it on your ear. You're putting it on your teeth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you can inscribe it in your teeth, but that's potentially like it's my Satoshi. It's my gold. I can do whatever I want with it. So that that that's actually pretty cool. And I do actually see BRC 20s with that with that analogy kind of being like that earring or or that that deed or that loan or even that vote. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um you know, Bitcoin's gone through this before with with the uh, the color coins and stuff. I believe they they had like this this push through with with different narratives before. But I think we're in a different time now. You know, like yeah. it, you know, twenty twenty three, um, and and there wasn't people like like Jack Levin that was kind of pushing this narrative, right? Like he, let's be honest, like he does have like um, he does have uh, a lot of uh, influence. And, and he's getting respect in, in Miami right now, like when he's down there. But we'll see what happens. It's, you know, only time will tell, right? It could completely flop out in, in, in you know, a couple months. And, and, or it could take off to, you know, 50, 50 billion market cap. Well, let, let, me, ask, let me ask this, this question. Because um, Sean's right. Or obviously, Sean, Sean's right. Um, you've been able, we've always been able to inscribe data within the, within the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, that, that it's, this is not some new feature that has just come out. Like that's always been available. Mm-hmm. So if, given that the capability of, for everything we're talking about, given that the capability has always been in place for several years, why, why now? Why not before? Was there something preventing it from happening? I think Taproot really opened it up. I think okay. 100%, 100%. was the upgrade that made it. Like I, I'm not really sure what exactly Taproot did. I, mean, I actually should be looking look into it a little bit. But uh, um, from my from my um, understanding, it it really um, made it easier. It's a it's a completely separate address too, right? right. From from your your native yeah. bit, native Bitcoin address. And 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 uh, I called the the developer Dota. I think last last week. I think that's a singer actually. But it's Domo. Is is I know Domo Domo is is his name. Um, but he Don't was the one that, yeah, he was the one who minted the first, uh, or, or got this going in, I think January. Yeah. So, okay, well, I, I did see something here we go. So, uh, Bitcoin cash price has increased, uh, 6% in anticipation of its mainnet upgrade that will let developers issue tokens on the network as well as other improvements. So Bitcoin cash is kind of doing their own version of Taproot. Does uh, ordinals give Bitcoin Cash uh, kind of a boost here? Like Bitcoin Cash's block size is a lot bigger than Bitcoin. That's the reason why it was forked in the first place. So it could handle all the transactions and potentially even um, maybe it could you know be upgraded to where it's bigger. Can Bitcoin Cash actually become the uh, the marketplace for these ordinals? I don't think it would uh, have longevity. 
there. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion, but I'm pretty sure that's where the Bitcoin maxis want the ordinals to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I feel like that is why Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Silver or one of the two was created was because there was developers that were wanting to build on top of Bitcoin before. And there was like this, you know, consensus of no, we don't want that. And so they kind of forked yeah. off and did their own thing. Um, but I just, they, I don't see those getting the reason why a, a big part of the reason why that, that first of all, to answer kind of Niblet's question, why now? I think timing is a big deal right now, right? And then, like you said, the taproot uh, upgrade. Um, but yeah, the one of the big reasons why that people are interested in it um, is uh, because it is Bitcoin, and they know how much money's on there. Yeah. And you know, well, that's a good comment by Sean. He said Segwit and Taproot allowed four megabytes instead of the one megabyte. And I'm guess I, I but I, yeah. Okay, well I guess that makes sense because so it, more it space to more space more to do, space to do more. To do the, yeah, and ease more simpler, in terms of uh, minting, is what it seems like he's saying. You should have him on the show sometime. Yeah, he, he was actually on the the very first episode. He was, really? Yes. And then, but he, he he's in Ireland, and uh, it's like two o'clock in the morning. So oh, okay. I I definitely try to get him on the show multiple times, but he just can't. He said, uh, when we're doing it on Fridays, he said that uh, he's uh, he's too drunk to come on the <laughs> show at 2 a.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is why he hasn't been on the show since. And uh, yeah, he's, one day if he's sober on a Wednesday, let's see if we can get him on. But like I said, <laughs> it is 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I obviously can't do it, really do it any earlier than than now. So Yeah. All right, so we, we already um, talked about the Bitcoin conference a little bit. Um, the last two years, and um, I, I made a comment in the Discord that we're in that a Bitcoin conference is always a crash and Sean actually corrected me and said that no it was just the last two years previously it were they were kind of up movements um do we go back to that or do we see the same thing we saw the last two years it seems like we're seeing kind of the same thing right because it it kind of well I mean it, it's not like crashing crashing it's just like what is that 26 something yeah, it's uh twenty seven three eight right now. Okay, so twenty seven three eight. So not not a hard crash, but I always felt like the Bitcoin conference was like a hyped event, right? You know, like yeah. you would feel like okay, they're meeting, they're talking about innovation, it's gonna pump the price a bit. But um, the past couple years, it seems like it hasn't, and it seems like it's kind of following suit. But it's not like anything like bad. Is there an event this week, um, FOMC or anything on Friday uh, talking? No, or I don't think that, so. Okay, that was last Friday, right? Okay. Yeah. Yo, I think there is members of uh, the uh, the Fed talking this week, but I don't think anything is actually during the conference. Yeah. So we did have a comment by Sean again. He said, most maxis, myself included, don't care if the data is stored on the network or not. It has some in incremental value in terms of fees and smaller blocks are key to Bitcoin for security reasons, I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what do you mean? Do you think uh, Bitcoin conference going to cause a crash, or do you think it's just... <laughs> no? I think that I think I think the sample size is too shallow to draw any conclusions from. Yeah. Um, and the thing being sampled is changing, meaning the bit the, the culture and the economy are different this year versus last year versus the year before yeah. versus before that. So essentially, there's a sample size of of one. We just have um, 
we have we have like four or five singular sample sizes that just sort of coincide in time. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't read anything from that at all. I have no idea. Gotcha. I I actually do think we will see a downtrend, but I don't think we will. I think we go up tomorrow because uh, of the excitement, you know, of, of the Bitcoin thing. But I think we kind of cool off by the weekend. But I I, I actually see uh, an an up movement here. And this is complete guessing, but I, I do think that we come up a little bit before we come back down a little bit. So that's just my opinion. Let, let me ask you a question. So, you know, we, we talked about this a long time ago, too. Like, you know, before before you discovered, before you saw the light and, and discovered, yeah. you know, three and crypto and, and DeFi, um, you were really deeply into sports. Yes. Very much into sports. And it seemed like you were playing similar games. Yes. Fans of football. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how is so a question? How superstitious of a sports fan were you? Like, did you have like rituals that you would go through? Like, you didn't. Want I never to- washed my jersey. Okay, <laughs> I wore a slave jersey for three years. I never washed it. There was stains <laughs> on it from two years or whatever. Oh ago. my god, is that I was, true? Though I was, uh, I was very, uh, I was very into. <laughs> it was nasty. It was nasty, but uh, I threw it away. But uh, <laughs> and it was, it was, you know, it was, it was one of those jerseys that were like, it was an authentic one, the three hundred hour one. So it was, oh like, wow, yeah, I, I had to take it to a. Cleaners, cleaner, I was, yeah. I was cheap for that, so yeah. The scary thing is, is it kept walking back to Shizzy's house? Like he kept trying to get rid of it, and it would just walk. We'd be sitting the next morning, like, dude, I should have washed you. I really should have washed you before because this is now creepy. I told the story before, but like uh, the day the Eagles won the Super Bowl, like I'm from Philadelphia. The day the the next day morning, I I woke up and I asked myself, why do I care so much? Like yeah. I, I went to every game besides the Super Bowl with the MC Championship, the Eastern Conference Championship. uh the the game set game seventeen everything leading up to it I probably spent like two or three thousand dollars with the tickets were you know insanely overpriced uh, everything parking beer the we took a bus there a few times uh, like a big Eagles bus type thing and that was like a hundred dollars each way and like I spent so much money I woke up the day after Super Bowl and I said why do I care so much like I really and that's really when I, I woke up and started actually like educating myself and that's when I I found the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and kind of went, went from there but yeah so well it took the eagles winning the first super bowl for you to be, ah, be like okay it really did uh, okay yep because if they didn't win yeah, that super I, bowl I mean, you'd still be taking that eagles bus every time <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yep probably no I, I probably i probably would like honestly like i i don't I, it was one of those things where i always i wanted it so bad it was yeah. like chasing something and then you finally get it and you're and it's like what why did i always want this <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of like how i feel right now because like um i i like I'm chasing financial freedom right now. What happens when I finally get it? You know what I mean? Like, what do I wake up to? Like, no, you, you're oh, I don't gotta smile. Go to work today? No, you're gonna smile <laughs> and you're gonna say, "Okay, now I need to keep this." <laughs> yes. Nah, you become John McAfee and you end up in Belize somewhere on some <laughs> hoarding, hoarding your monopoly money. <laughs> Getting a tattoo of some shit coin on my fucking arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it could, no, I mean, it could be. Uh, what's, who has Tara Luna Wolf on their on their arm? Uh, uh, the Novogratz, Michael Novogratz. Oh, he, uh, he has a the Luna and Wolf like did, howling at the moon, and it says Luna underneath. Did you see? He that? said he's not going to get removed. Did you see that Bitlord got uh, oh, the, the Mong Mong ta- yeah. tattooed on his head? That, I well, mean, he he is that kind of guy though. I've been yeah. following him for a while. Well, he he's is that type of guy. He's definitely a two thousand percent bought into that project though. He so. probably made a crap load of money on it, right? I would think so. I mean, it's back to a hundred million market cap. Wow. 
it did a full double over the week, right? I, I'm not. I haven't been following. I feel it. like that dude willed that shit back. Honestly, like because it was yeah. falling, and once it got uh, over to the centralized exchanges, and they started, they launched a perpetual uh, contracts. Yeah, whales were shorting the shit out of it, and he was getting pissed. <laughs> he was like, oh, "I yeah. will do everything in my power to f you whales that are shorting." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy's like Braveheart." Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll jump in something real quick. So, um, oh, minute, yeah. uh, so I, I've been doing Hive Mapper, and for who don't know, Hive Mapper is a dash cam you install in your car, and you drive around, and um, you earn, um, you basically earn uh, crypto. You earn the Honey Token for driving, and I, I got my Hive Mapper in February, February twenty third, and um, so it's been a few months now, and um, so the first, the first couple weeks, I think I can't remember exactly, but it was between like sixty and seventy bucks, and then. It was definitely it was the same amount of tokens, but the token value was getting cheaper because people were just just dumping it and dumping it, and it, it's just a dump token at this point. And um, so every week it was less and less and less. And but because I got in early, I it, it's paid off now. Uh, this is the third week uh, that it's it's been paid off, and now I am um, just keeping the honey token. I was immediately flipping it for Solana and then sending the Solana to the exchange, and uh, I think I was putting an ETH and then buying things with ETH, but. Um, so yeah, so it, it it is. I did make my money back. Um, right now, I'm averaging about forty dollars a week. I do drive. Uh, I drive to work. I drive about twenty five miles up and then twenty five miles back, and that is kind of the reason why I did get the Hive Mapper in the first place. But I'm not driving out of my way, and I'm earning about. Uh, I get paid every Thursday from it, and it's about forty dollars in the Honey Token. And uh, the Honey Token, it, it it fell and fell and fell, and then it, it popped up. I don't know why. I don't know if the if um, Hive Mapper bought like. Did, did a buyback or something? I don't know, but it went all the way down to a penny. So when it first came out, it was like 13 cents. Trickled all the way down to a penny, and then from a penny went back to four cents. And now it's hovering around like two two or three cents. So I'm getting like, uh, I think like 1,800 every week. So, and then I'm, I'm uh, now I'm keeping the token, but I previously was flipping it. So I, I did make my money back. It was $550, if I, if I remember correctly, or 549 and I paid I paid that off, so I got all my money out of it. Now it's all profit, potentially forever. Um, you know, as long as uh, you know it doesn't break or get stolen. So uh, it 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 is profitable now. Hmm. So. Nice, nice. What's the max yeah. supply for uh, honey? Token? Unlimited. Okay, so infinite. Well, I could be wrong. You know what? No, it could be. I could be wrong. It could be a hundred million. I, I've been spent so long since I looked at it because no. I just hundred million is not really that much. Yeah. It's true, it's, and then know, if they do a buyback. Yeah, so it just doesn't have have any so use case. I'm I'm looking here on 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 drops tab. Looks like a total supply is six billion honey. Six billion billion. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Circulating or is that max nibble? Just it just says total supply. Yeah. Uh, it's got it doesn't specify circulating supply. Gotcha. 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 I, I mean it it specifies it and it's just not available. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. it's a well, null value. I, I mean like I I, I like that that uh you know you use case uh being the fact that you know they're building out like a maps yeah uh, you know for it i just don't know how are they partnered with like google or are they doing their so own thing? they want to be they want to be google's competitor so um right now uber and lyft and stuff they pay about um two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month to use google maps okay so when they're just so trying to cut that down for them Exactly. DoorDash uses has to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for 
to let their drivers use it because it, it's the best. But Honey wants to come in and you know charge eighty percent less and to use their service. And they actually added a new feature, which is cool. It's called the buzz. The buzz. So if I see an accident or something, I press the buzz and I get rewarded for that. And oh, it, it takes cool. a picture. Yeah. So wherever I press the buzz at, it'll take a couple snapshots and then it'll report it back to the system. So if, you know, when, I don't think anyone's using it right now as a mapping. I think they're just collecting data. But when that does happen, it'll come up for you. There was a buzz, you know, nine miles up or whatever. So it, it allows you to get off 95 or whatever. So is this going to be like a, re a revenue distribution type model to where like whenever they make the money from, you know, Uber and, and yeah. DoorDash and all them, it, it goes back into buybacks and all that? So um, they're gonna make they're gonna force them to pay in the honey token. So oh, okay. and yeah, so when um say when let's say I open a new company and we're we're competitor of DoorDash and I can't afford I can't afford Google Maps, I would potentially use Hive Mapper and in order to pay for the service every month I would have to go onto the open market, buy the token, and pay for it that way. Interesting. Okay, cool. So and but that potentially too could um lock up the, the token, so it's kind of like a a wheel where it's like buy sell you know what i mean buy sell yeah. but like i just don't see why holding the i'm holding the token now only because of helium and the hnt token hnt token went from pennies to 50 dollars, and it basically had the same thing the same kind of uh concept same kind of concept it's just like you know you you they pay mining. you to use your inter internet you're mining the token and things so that's the only reason why i'm keeping it um i don't really I don't really like. I I don't like having it because I, I, the tokenomics is I mean, six billion, and um, it's just right now it's just getting. You know, as soon as I, I I got it for the first eight weeks, I was dumping it right away. So, yeah. But now so that was a high. Better, right now you're you're paid off. So now I'm just keeping it. It's all free yeah. money, and yeah. I'm not I'm not driving out of my way. The only thing that does suck is like sometimes that uh, like I'll go to like take um like I'll change something on my phone while I'm driving. And I shouldn't really be doing that anyway, but it, it'll it'll knock knock the Hive Mapper off. Oh. So it's kind of like if, if I put a YouTube video on first and then put Hive Mapper on and just drive the whole time, it's fine. But if I try to like change the video or something, a lot of times the red light will come on and I got to go back to the Hive Mapper app and stuff like that. So it does get a little annoying sometimes with that. But, you know, it's, it is, you know, potentially, you know, a little less than $200 a month. You know, that's yeah. a potential half a car payment for some people. Yeah, so. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. I know I haven't spoken in a while to anyone who's been uh, listening from the beginning. So I was like one of our uh, first couple episodes. I was talking about that. So want to give a quick update. Um, what do you guys want to get into next? Uh, how about we uh, yeah. jump into uh, XRP set XRP. the set the launch to the moon? Yeah, let's mm -hmm. talk about XRP. So a motion for the from the United States Securities Regulator to seal the. Uh, Confrontational uh, Hinman speech documents has been denied, a move that has been seen as a win for Ripple and crypto community. So basically, Hinman came out and uh, people think that Hinman and Ethereum were in cahoots back when the, this uh, this con uh, controversial speech was was uh, spoken. And uh, so basically now uh, they're allowed to come out and have it open in the court. Am, am, I, am I getting that right? It's actually open to the public. Public, okay. Yeah, so um, the docs can't be sealed. Um, Judge Torres denied that. Now, I think it was a little bit overexcitement because yes. that doesn't mean like the case is over, but it does mean that Ripple can show the dirt on the SEC 
And I think the SEC wanted to avoid that the whole time. Yeah. So is, is this is this like just is this almost over? Is Ripple going to going to launch to the moon? Well, it did. A, it pumped today. It pumped yeah. today. Um, pretty strong with that. Um, but Judge Torres did come back, and I could be wrong. Uh, this is what I remember reading was. Judge Torres did say that she will not uh, decide the case until there's clear regulatory uh, framework from Congress. So it looks like Congress is trying to push this out in the next couple months. Um, who knows what this damn case, right? Like it's been going yeah. on for like, what, two plus this years? December of 2020. Yeah, I mean... I feel like it's going to be like one of those, you know, the Titanic meme where it's the ground. Like, she's like, it's been 84 years. <laughs> I feel like that's 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 what what's happening here. It's, it's been forever. What about you, Nibbles? Your opinion on this? Uh, no, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm mixed about this because I. I've been planning on I've been planning on diving into xrp simply as a bet and it's this look this is pure this is this is pure sports betting i'm betting that the courts will 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 find in favor of xrp and that will have an enormous impact on the price i have nothing to base that on but i haven't done that yet so when i look at the spike i'm like oh god damn it i just i missed that so i'm I'm sorry you had two years yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Yeah. I'm torn. Uh, but uh, yeah. So no, I my I, I I do plan on putting. I would put my money where my mouth is. Um, yeah. It feels like a it feels like a a reasonable bet to make. Not a big bet. If I lose, whatever. But um, still. Yeah. I personally hate XRP. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hate, yeah. That's not I the do. issue. I, that's not the issue. Well, I'm with you. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I hate the central. I hate centralization. Yep. I I hate Jeb McCaleb. I hate um, Brad Gardlinghouse. I, I just when these guys talk, I just get the heebie-jeebies. It just reminds me of like of uh, Jamie Dimon talking. Like I yep. I just I just I'm just not a fan of XRP. I don't I don't think you need XRP. I think I feel like there's so many other. I mean I think but XRP was needed in like 2013. But today I, I'd rather just send you know Ethereum. I'd rather just send you know Phantom. Phantom I think is faster than XRP. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like it's it's such an old narrative anymore. There's no need for it. Like if if you know, I think the JPM coin would actually be a better. You know, I, it's the same thing to me. It's both centralized shit. Yeah. So it's just it doesn't. I just don't think it needs to be. I think Ripple sh- kind of would go away. But on the other side of that, if it is labeled a security, my bags are screwed because then everything I'm holding is a security besides like Zen. So and Bitcoin, of course, but like so if 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 you know if XRP is a security and uh you know Ethereum did an ICO, XRP did not do an ICO. So it's that that right there just kind of screws everything in the Ethereum ecosystem. But I, I, I just can't see XRP being a security. And just like the library case, like library was a deemed a security in the beginning, but then when I traded it, you know, if like, I didn't trade, but like say if I traded it to you or the open market, it's no longer security. So I and being XRP being the, the one project without an ICO, you can't deem that a security. You just can't do it. And I don't think security is, is it a centralized shit show? Yes, 100%. But is a security? No, it's not. No, I, th- and I wouldn't argue with anything you said. I would just add on to it that um, trading doesn't care, right? Like you can, you can yeah. still trade 
an absolute piece of garbage. And if there's somebody, if there's a counterparty who's willing to pay the price for it, then by all means, uh, make your profits, move along. And so that's, that's the thing. That, that's, that's my opinion about XRP. I agree with you. Yeah. But if there, but I believe that there will be counterparties um, who will who will drive that price up once the court that's finds in favor. XRP will go up, but everything else will go up with it. So, you know what I mean? Like XRP will be the leader, but everything else is going to come behind it. You know, I'd rather hold something. XRP is the eighth, ninth largest cryptocurrencies for it to move to, you know, this, this like $13 where people are talking about. I mean, it's like 30 cents. It, that That's, you know, that's a lot of money that has to come in. Yep. Uh, so I, I think I'd rather hold something like Phantom or Canto and stuff that's going to get, you know, they're, they're going to fly up too, especially with them not being an ICO. I can't argue with that logic at all. Not yeah, uh, I, I think uh, XRP is is eight or nine, or I think they might be higher than that. But if they uh, are eight yeah. or if it's they six. are, eight, what what number are they? Six. Six. Okay, six. so six. They're six without like the the largest market in the world, right? And um, and and you could kind of debate. Well, you know, is BNB really in? You know, or, or is there a lot of percentage of the U.S. crypto users buying BNB? Um, you can, though, like with Crypto.com, right? So, like, there's a major centralized exchange that you can buy BNB with. You can't really do that in the U.S. You can with Up Upwork, I believe. Is that the exchange you can get XRP? Uh, uphold, uphold, uphold. Sorry, Upwork is a different, <laughs> oh, totally upwork. different. That's a yeah, that's <laughs> a, uh, uh, independent contractors, right? So. Um, yeah, so Uphold, I've actually used it before, but it's it's just not as popular as like Crypto.com and, and some of these other yeah. larger exchanges. I think like a good hedge, if you wanted to do XRP, would be an altcoin that, that's on XRPL. Because like, you know, yeah. XRP's uh, su supply is, is, is out there. Um, you know, I, I I do think the price would pump, but I, I don't think it's going to pump like, you know, like these the crazy numbers. $13? Yeah. Um, but... You know, I'm, I am curious, though. So you say that XRP is centralized. What are you saying that because Ripple? Yeah, it, it's it, well, it's just, it's centralized. Like Ripple owns, you know, I think like 90 percent of it. It's not, you know, it's just like 10 percent of it is just and like that. That is why it's number six. because It doesn't move hands. Now that J, Jeb McCaleb stopped getting his payments in it, it, you know, and no one from the XRP is, is dumping it anymore. And yeah. I think that's why it's as high as it is. And, you know, they need it to be centralized because they want it to go bank to bank. They, they don't want people like us using it. There's no need yeah. for us to use it. Yeah. So that they, they need to hold it because they need to send it to wherever and, you know, in large, large amounts to justify billions of dollars. Kind of the reason why it exists. Yeah. So the percentage hold is is the main factor of why you're saying it's centralized because they have control over it. Yep. and and um they have the, governance over it there is no governance yeah. from from me and you even if we hold a token there's nothing you know there's we can't change anything it's completely it's not decentralized whatsoever yeah, i don't think they can change anything on xrp though can they like the actual token it's set right uh there's a set supply there is admin keys so and yeah maybe I, they're they're their core developers probably have that right like yeah yeah I'm so sure so so i think you know, that's that's the argument that the SEC probably has is that, you know, but Ripple has said that we don't depend on it and they um, and and, you know, we don't depend on it. And, and the SEC has agreed that, OK, like it doesn't XRP doesn't depend on your success anymore. It depends on the success of the case, I think, but not yeah. Ripple's direct success. Um, 
but but whenever you did sell it in the in the beginning it was it was you sold it as a security but that's why the arguments are like kind of back yeah. and forth right because they're like well they had a freaking ico right and, and you can't tell me yeah. like that eth like the 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 token didn't depend on like the ico success and all these other things and so i mean we'll just see what happens i think xrp is going to actually surprise some people um yeah. but but also like i get that feeling a little bit more now that you were talking about with like brad garlinghouse he seems like a man of the people when he's like at that xrp las vegas convention like he's but taking pictures with like all these like yeah. like you know normies like regular people but then like he's also on the board of the world economic forum i think or was yeah, previously and, and to me that connection right there is like wtf right like yeah. but, but that's the whole the, point of xrp but yeah. he that's where he needs to be like that's who's going to be using it like, yeah. again it's not these these you know the xrp army they're not freaking using an xrp they're not yeah. sending it to each other. It's so bullshit. Like I don't even know why they they like it because they were early and they made money from three three to thirty cents in the twenty seventeen boardroom. Like and they're they're loyal to it. But and, and they believe that they got screwed in twenty twenty and they missed the last boardroom. And they're you know it's, it's kind of like the pulse chain crazy. So we're still yeah. on Richard. It's just like you know it's they they made money with Hex and they made money with the XRP. So they're just in it. I just don't get it. I just I I just hate it so much. It's one of those things where I I've, I I oh, I hate xrp like, I, hate <laughs> I, like, can, I don't i can feel your hate <laughs> i know dude i just i don't even like talking about it. it's not yeah. crypto like it's, yeah, yeah. it runs on crypto rails and that's it like you see all of this is true but just like just like xbt says here it doesn't yep. have to doesn't make sense have... with money yeah. and let's look at what else is in the top 10 would you willingly hold xrp cardano doge hate cardano Solana? like Ooh. half of the top 10 is just garbage. <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't i and the other half of the and the other half is like B two C ETH and then a bunch of stuff that depends that's a derivative. Yeah. I mean, like it's just anyway. yeah, it's, it's basically the shit coins, but on a different level, right? It's like yeah, upper level to where like there's so there's still so much investment in it yeah. to where it matters, yeah. right? Like I mean, like like Dogecoin to me is just still like it's it's the reason why we have shit coins, right? Yeah, right. it literally is the reason why we have shit coins. Right, right. But, granddaddy of all shit coins. <laughs> and Solana keeps trying to die, but it just for some reason gets revived. Well, and it, it keeps walking. Well, along, I, I, but... I actually think Solana got effed by by uh, FTX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I do. There's definitely fundamentals of that blockchain that I don't agree with, and they need to that it shouldn't be that way so i'll never be on there but in terms of like technical or technology advancements i think that solana has some of the most talented devs right like in because terms of, of like, rust well yeah and and then the the you have the phone you have the hive mapper yeah. you have like helium is helium yeah. off of there yes okay yep. so, so, so it just so, went there yeah. exactly so these are actually like utility like solid utility yeah. type projects that are being used today right like in uh but the fact that talk about centralized i mean the fact that like they they're whoever has their admin keys can just freaking press pause whenever they want like that's scary as shit to me right like yeah i don't i don't want to be on anything that can do that and i know that pretty much everything can probably do that right but you you <laughs> you, jeop you jeopardize Bitcoin. you jeopardize well yeah. yeah you jeopardize the the reputation and the, and the value of the overall sure. token cool. and stuff but there's ways to make money even on these garbage coins. I won't even call them shit yes. coins. 
there's ways to make money on these garbage coins. No problem. I won't hold them because I'm not a trader. I'm an investor. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds silly saying that, but I'm not a day trader. I don't have the skill and I don't have the temperament to do that. So I'm, yeah. I'm whatever's left over after you move day trading. Um, yeah. So but I won't touch. I won't touch them because I, I can't play those games, but I appreciate, you know, guys who can make money on them. Uh, but I'm not touching them because they're all garbage. And there's there's gems to be found um, below the below the top ten. Um, those I'm interested in. Yeah. Speaking of being interested, um, uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Camelot over the last week, but it, it went from um, four thousand um, dollars down to about thirteen hundred. And uh, I, I'm a Camelot holder, and I like Camelot. Uh, the Grail token, Camelot yeah. Grail, yeah. Yeah, and I actually purchased more of that over the last two days. I saw it down to thirteen hundred. I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" So it's happened in the past couple of weeks. I mean, it was yeah, at sent, just a short time ago. I know, and I, I'm I'm a huge fan of what they're doing over there. And the, I mean, that they really are the DeFi of Arbitrum, and um, you know, Arbitrum down as well. I think Arbitrum hit like a dollar ten, uh, from its peak of like a, like a dollar sixty. So I mean, um, I'm. I definitely think that 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 token is very undervalued, and uh, and I don't know why I thought of it, but yeah, uh, Grail was one of my big my big buys over the last couple of days. Yeah, well, it's one of the gems below the top ten, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about. Eight, like, you, it's number eight hundred. What yeah, is it? Yeah, right. Eighty thousand total max supply. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but it's so, very small. L- let me ask you guys, what do you guys think about these um, these uh, primary? primary dexes on these layer twos layer ones right like for example like camelot's trying to be the emerge to be that that top dex or is besides yeah. sushi and, and uniswap so that's that's where like i'm i'm like thinking right because i don't think sushi and, and uni are on avax right they're not on there uh, no you, you have it's only trader, joe. Trader, trader joe, joe right yeah. you have trader joe so so trader joe can dominate uh, Avax because it's Trader Joe and yeah you know, and then on Kronos you have VVS or Mad yeah. Cat Finance. Those two kind of battle it out, right? But VVS is probably the main one there right now. They don't have Uni or they don't have the other one. So my my question is, the ones that do have Uniswap, Sushi Swap, is it harder for a Camelot to emerge as the primary decks there? I mean, uh, I my- I think Camelot's like branding and everything is solid. Like I think yeah. they, it, they would 100% dominate if if Uni and Sushi wasn't there. They'd be, for sure, hands down. Well, one. I I think um um there's there's a few things that uh, Sushi and stuff doesn't have. I mean, they're a launch pad. They they have a, a roundtable of projects that they work for that they vouch for. So um and they they have like um uh, different incentives. Yeah, different different staking because I know Uniswap has some staking there. And like so basically um you can you can get X Grail and then you can get um, there's three different things you can get. You can get incentives from the launch pad. You can get incentives from the trading, and then you can get incentives from a, a third on uh, top of my head. But yeah, there's, there's like three different options you can put your XGRL into, and then it locks it up for a long time. Tokenomics are amazing, and only five percent of the total supply went to the devs. So, and I, I think that's that's you know it's like I think it's like sixty percent goes to liquidity pools mm-hmm. to you know to obviously keep everything going. So it is a lot different than Uni, but like Uniswap it is on Arbitrum, and I think Camelot is still the most used decks. Really? So. Okay. And and with their staking, did they have like some astronomical number whenever they first launched? 
I mean, yeah, it was it, insane. I think yeah. it's okay if it's a short period of time, right? It was. It was. If it's a short period of time and it re it rebalances to let's let's say like a I don't know like a eighty percent APR for a little bit longer, and yeah. then it gets down to like a realistic number, then I'm okay with that. But I think like where the problem comes is is like whenever they're staking and they launch a new token within their ecosystem and then that's an astronomical number and then they launch another new token because what can happen and i think we saw this with pink sale possibly on bsc is that what they would do is they would launch projects but mm. it's really probably them their devs that were launching those yeah. right but then like super high ap apy then you lose new yeah. new project super high apy yep. same thing right so they dump it as they exactly go. exactly so i think you you know you got to be careful with and then really pay attention closely uh, you know what projects are they launching are they doing these astronomical apys like every other week um i don't think they can do that because we're not in the environment to do that right now anyways yeah. so you know from everything that i've seen with camelot they look solid um you know, and it in as long as they're not like doing any type of hyperinflation, which I staked with them for a little bit when you told me about it, yeah. and they're not. It doesn't seem like they are at least. You know, then I think I think they're a solid solid play. Now, think about Polygon. Like, who who's their main decks? Uh, Uniswap. Exactly right. So yeah. like they they didn't even try. Like no one tried over there. You know, no yeah. no one yeah. was like no one was like we're not gonna even like Polygon didn't even try to come out and 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 yeah. like you know develop their own, but. But yeah, it actually leads into our, our next uh, topic here. Um, uh, Uniswap, a DeFi powerhouse, announced today that they will be deploying on Polkadot. This follows a that. governance vote by blockchain at Michigan. And I'm not really sure what that is. I'm looking into that this week, blockchain at Michigan. But anyway, it's an ed educational organization. Uniswap uh, V3 will be on Moonbeam. So Moonbeam, Moonbeam is one of um, I, I I hold Moonbeam and it's, it's one of my uh, favorite projects on Polkadot because it is, is an EVM on Polkadot. And it's kind of like it, it really is like I said it before, it's like the Las Vegas to the Los Angeles. Like anything that goes into Polkadot needs to come through Moonbeam. And uh, there is other other doorways opening up now as of Astar going EVM and Wasm. So there is other different um, avenues now. But in the beginning to get on from cosmos or get on from an EVM, you need to go through moonbeam and uh now with uniswap over there they do have stella swap which i'm a big fan of and i'm actually a holder of that token as well but like what don't i hold but anyway <laughs> um so i was a little bit like ah crap because I, I i am a holder of x stella which i'm locked up because i can single stake it and um it, so when i heard uniswap was coming over there it's going to take a lot of value from stella swap so any opinions yeah. on that yeah um so just to combine this with the, with the last one, maybe. Um, I I have trouble seeing the long term business case for any of the dexes. Okay. For several reasons. First of all, um, player participants in the space don't participate in the space so they can use a dex. Using a dex is is a, is a means to a bigger end. Yeah. And as technology can push exchanging as a function deeper below the user experience where you're not even aware of it anymore, then it doesn't really matter which DEX is being used for you. You don't, you're not going to Uniswap. You're just simply doing a swap and you don't yeah. care and know about it. Um, secondly, when you see markets where you have such product parity, meaning whether you swap on Beethoven 
or you swap on Uniswap, yeah. or you, it's all the same thing to you. So it's a, it's a race to uh, who's going to give me the cheapest or the most benefits. You know what? It's it's yeah. a race to who's ever going to give me the cheapest because the products are the same, the services are identical across. What you find is in those kinds of markets, then it becomes a winner take all. And you know examples of that where it's happened in the past are are like you know long distance phone calls. You know, did you did the fact you were using MC, you were making a call on MCI make it a better or a different call versus AT and T? No, it was the same shit. So if all you can compete on is the price, and you're driving to zero, and your service becomes subsumed in the infrastructure so that no one's even aware they're using it anymore, that that is that is a perfect recipe for a winner take all. And who's the winner? It's going to take all. Well, somebody who's going to be able to play in as many different places as possible, which means Uniswap, SushiSwap. It means a yeah. player like that. So you've got these niche players like Camelot. Yeah, if it owns Arbitrum, great. All that means is it's a big fish in a really tiny pond that's going to be swallowed up in Absolutely. that winner-take-all dynamic as it progresses. So it's great for now, yeah, but I just long-term, I just don't see Dexing being Makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah just it's not a great business unless you can add things so for you know take camelot for example you know they got their nitro pools so yeah you can lp and create your pools just like you can all over the other place but then they have their nitro pools okay so that's yeah. something different so now they've, they've broken product parity they're not offering the same they're offering the same plus so unless a dex can offer that plus I just have trouble seeing that if there's a, a future or value and that which means then their token I, that's, that, that would be a class of tokens I would never touch because I don't know when that game tilts uh, inexorably in favor of, of the, the, the Well, it would just come down to utility, like what each each of the utility's tokens are happening. And yeah. like, it could be yeah. game, they, got, they got the gamified, they have some gambling, they have yeah. really all different like niches. And that that's kind of cool because you can kind of go over there and you can kind of like, okay, Camelot's backing these guys. Yeah, they're undoxed, yeah. but Camelot's giving me the, the thumbs up. Yeah. So Yeah, which yeah. gives you the reason to go to Camelot. Or gives you yeah. the reason to use spooky swap like because because they've broken product parity they're doing something else that you are interacting with but until yeah. they, unless unless that happens uh, again it's just i'm quite happy if sushi or if uniswap eats everything because then i've just got one place to go and i can move a thing from point a to any point any yeah. anywhere in the yeah. space which is really nice yeah uh, uh so i agree with both of you guys but i i do think that you know a good well in my opinion a decent analogy is, is like banks right like you have a regional bank or like a credit union totally. and exactly. and you get benefits from being in a credit union right and so that's where this could be like you know like a capital one or like a bank of america is going to be like the uniswap and sushi swap and they're mm -hmm. going to touch all these other chains but then you on um on Arbitrum, uh, Camelot could be like that regional bank or that credit union. But why am I banking with them or why am I using Camelot? It's because I have my money staked there because they're offering me this. I yep, feel yep. comfortable with Camelot because I came up in Arbitrum kind of like get small. Get small yeah. came up in Arbitrum. He might yep. just feel comfortable with Camelot, yep. you know? Yep. And so I, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of people like that. I think majority is going to think like you, Niblets, but there's probably going to be a small percentage. So I think it's kind of, it's, it's like, they're risking to be able to take advantage of those small markets to, to, you know, because at the end of the day, if what is supposed to happen with crypto happens and mass adoption happens, there's going to be so much money that they can make money even in those yeah, small right. markets. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're I mean, it's a, it's a great analogy between, between banking and savings and loans and credit unions and other things like that. Like, so the, the value proposition of a credit union is, you know, is twofold. One, it, it tries to offer you better rates 
Um, and then secondly, it tries to offer you more personalized service because, you know, it's your small credit union, your, your regional bank, it knows you, it knows the space, et cetera. And so you would go there because it can give you something that Wells Fargo just simply can't, um, even though Wells Fargo give you some other things. So yeah, perfect. So for those DEXs to have a future, yeah, they got to find where they can add something else. But even when they can add something else, that credit union that you go to probably only has three or four branches and will probably only ever have three or four. Like it's, yep. it's never going to play outside that small field that it's in. Yep. But they make enough money to work worth it. Money. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and it could be like a USAA type situation in the future when there's so much liquidity in crypto that it makes sense for like them to be like, okay, you can only be a member of or use Camelot if you, I don't know, have done this or interacted with yeah. this protocol and you have to be a member, like, you know, like kind yep. of USAA, you, have to, you had to be related to someone that was in the military or something, yeah, yeah. you know, something like that. I mean, yeah. we, you know, I'm talking obviously 10, 20 years down the line yeah. when there's that much liquidity on the chains, but you know, crypto never surprises me. I feel like, you know, there's something new happening um, year after year. So we'll see. Well, you're, you're missing missing well, one small point, yeah. And that's that I have governance in the protocol as well. You know, like I, I like except like Uniswap, the tokens are just spread out all over all different chains. You got to hold a crap load of them to get governance, and they're a lot more expensive. Like sure. so, yeah. you know, like it, this is eight hundred market cap. So me holding a few of these gives me a lot more governance than if you hold thousands of Uniswap. That's but fair. That's right. fair. But now think about it a, a slightly different way. Maybe it's not Uniswap or Sushi Swap. Maybe it's DeFi Llama. You can already go to DeFi Llama and That's specify true. what what swap you want to make. And it will tell you exactly where to make it. And you can do it right on DeFi Lom. Like, so all it needs to do is take you the one step further and not tell you what decks it's going to use. And that's just, true. Just execute the transaction at the lowest cost and you don't have to worry about it. So, you know, there could be another layer who becomes the, um, you know, the, the, the winner take Arbitrator. God, yeah. DeFi, DeFi Llama certainly, certainly seems to be positioning itself to take over a lot of spaces. They put in the work, man. They do. They do, and and it's good stuff. Their tools are awesome. Like I, yeah. I love using their tools. I need to use them more. Yeah, they've, they've got some yeah. good stuff. I've never used a swap or anything over there, so I, I actually should just in case there's really, an airdrop. So it's super. Like I started using it not to execute swaps, but it's in the fringes just to find out what is the path between these two things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it'll tell you here's the path. Oh, and by the way, click the button to execute your transaction. Like oh well, yeah, duh, of course. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. So, but yeah, because so because when you're playing like we play in the edges of things, it is really hard to figure out. You know, what is this? What is this crazy path I've got to take to get my X into a Y into a Y coin? Anyway, I, yeah. So check it out. It's it's um it's it's yeah definitely it's, it's good stuff. All right. So next thing I got here is um so Pulse Chain finally launched after uh, two long years. They uh Ooh. so the sacrifice. Uh, was it? I think I think it was 2021, uh, May of 2021, and it was supposed to be I think uh, a few months. I think it was like a year. They were saying last May it was supposed to launch it. It never did. So it's it was a year late, and it came out, and it is uh, not what it was told <laughs> to be. So <laughs> by That's far. So what happened? So um uh so it it dropped uh, last Friday while we were live, and uh, it was crazy because like I got off I got off the live and I saw on my phone post chain launch. I'm like, Oh crap. So I ran over to um, my MetaMask. I pumped in the, uh, 
the the pulse chain the pulse chain stuff and i went on and um uh i had a whole bunch of er so what pulse chain was it just copied ethereum and it gave you all the erc20 tokens you had in your ethereum wallets in the pulse chain wallet so i had a bunch of like zen and a whole bunch of other different erc20s that i was able to swap for pulse so i i, I got like like two million pulse from these copies i mean two million pulse is only like 80 bucks but it was still pretty cool that i i had gas money and stuff for the for the chain and um so i just i had dumped i had some uh some uniswap i had some some zen and stuff so i was just dumping all my copied things for the the the, the native chain uh token pulse but and then uh this man jack levin comes along and he's like i'm gonna pump a zen on this thing so he launches zen on uh pulse chain it's his uh, Pulse Chain's own version of Zen. So it had the Zen copy, and now he put on their P-Zen. So now there's P-Zen on there, and it clogged up Pulse so quickly. And all Richard's – Richard was saying it's it's going to be faster than Ethereum. It's going to be cheaper than Ethereum. It's going to be so much this. And Jack Levin said, nope, you're going to be slow as Ethereum, and you're <laughs> going to be as expensive as Ethereum. And Jack Levin and the Zen- Zenians came over. And that's the thing, too. It's like – so the only people that were able to transact on the chain were the, the Hexagons. You know, because they 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 sacrificed for Pulse and stuff like me. I wasn't really able to do much over there because I only had like eighty bucks worth of gas, yeah. and Jack jacked it up to where like it was like thirty forty bucks for a transaction at some points. And like it was like, what's the difference between this and Ethereum? And it's you know, it's just, it was like one of those. It just Jack came in and just punched uh, Pulse Chain in his neck and said, uh, uh, "Don't worry, X one's going to be on on Bitcoin and Ethereum." So. I thought that was pretty crazy. Your your title, I thought, I, I think your title is gonna create a lot of uh, high blood pressure in the, the whole and <laughs> in hex. Am community. I wrong though? Am I wrong? Did they not lose the jack in the first week, the first bout. I I mean, look, I don't. I think it was honestly like it was a it was a great like from looking from a, a technical per, perception standpoint, it was a great great stress test, you know, for for the yeah. chain. It was great, but at the same time, like, <laughs> like, like, he pretty much like, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I need to watch what I say because I, I feel like it could definitely come out the wrong way. Um, let's just say that it was, it was, in long term, this is probably better for Pulse Chain because they, they, be. they, they see what they need to fix, right? Um, I mean, there's only nine validators on the chain. So there's only nine different computers that are pumping these transactions through. So, I mean, Jack, well, Jack did uh, kind of debunk that and say, like, the nine validators should have no problem pumping these through. So it, I don't know. I, I, I'm Team Zen, so um, sorry, Hexians. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, when X1 launches next year, I think it's going to blow out, uh, you know, Pulse Chain and all that stuff. So, yeah. And the funny part is... Uh, uh, Jack is around because Richard had him on the live stream, and like, it, like people like kind of went to Jack is because like Richard was the first person Richard like respected and wasn't like, like, you know, dismantling him um, on the on the live stream. He was like respecting him and stuff because you know Jack twenty first uh, employee of Google. Jack you know created the drag and drop like he created and then and then Jack comes around and invents Zen and clogs up Ethereum and. You know, and clogs up all these other chains, and hey, actually giving these chains use cases though as well. Yeah. And now Pulse didn't have a use case. There was nothing to do on there. Until didn't, he, didn't he block Jack? 
I think you've locked them on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. the The weird thing was is like, didn't they have like a completely like customized like chain that they created, and then they trashed that or something, and then then like kind of like a last ditch effort was like three months ago. So I don't know what's true and what's not. Like, because I'm hearing yeah. like different things. So what I'm saying is. I'm regurgitating what I'm seeing on Twitter, which is probably not the best thing to do, but <laughs> you know, uh, the, 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 what I got from the storyline was they tried to create it. It was taking forever. It wasn't working out wasn't able to figure it out. And so they said, okay, well we need to launch this thing. So they, they did a, a copy of Ethereum. They launched it three months later. And from my understanding is three months is not a long enough time to, to stress test, uh, to test in general, um, uh, uh, Ethereum. Right. Yeah. Like, and so, this was bound to happen. And one of the pulse chain, I think he might've been a developer or maybe just someone that's highly up in their community or something, but he was, he made a point that said, Hey, look, like no matter what, like whenever you drop Zen uh, X one, you're going to have bugs with software bugs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the problem. The problem is, is how you react to it. You know, yeah. like, like you can have bugs whenever you launch something, but if you're not able to react to it, like, and, and fix the issue like in a certain amount amount of time then you start to lose a certain amount of respect as as it goes on yeah well um so so i'm i just want to give a little context to what what you said so basically um if uh, he always wanted to fork ethereum ethereum was that that was the 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 whole point of it he wanted to fork ethereum he wanted to uh give everyone the biggest airdrop of all time with all these copy erc20s and but um at the time ethereum was proof of work so he, he was trying to convert it to proof of stake himself. Gotcha. Failed miserably. And this is in my opinion. This is just how I say it. I could, could, could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think I am. And then once uh, uh, Ethereum went from proof of work, proof of stake, he let Vitalik do all the work for him and then really started working on it after the merge. And that's why it took, he basically scrapped nine months of trying to do it himself. Just realized, you know, uh, I'm just better off with, uh, you know, with, Je- um, with Vitalik doing it for me and then did the copy. So, and, and that, his biggest mistake too, I think is the block explorer. He's not paying ether scan. So he's using like otter, like otter scan. Like he's not even using block explorer. Like it's, it's so too expensive Etherscan or what? Is, is very expensive. It's the, it's insanely expensive. Well, he has $2 but billion. Has, dollars. I know. I don't get it. <laughs> that just people sacrifice. That make your chain, make your chain amazing. I'm just, but kidding. again, I think he's using that money. He wants to eventually use that money to prop up the pulse, the price of pulse, because that is the best marketing when you can say, I a pulse chain 100x. Yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, you have any opinion on this, then, Blitz? No, I don't know anything about pulse chain at all. So, okay. this is all new information for me. Gotcha. It, it sounds like it sounds like it might be something that I, I would I would want to avoid. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the battle of devs. It's, it's, it sounds rather messy. Yeah, it's it's I, I'm actually uh, I know I just talk shit on Pulse, but I probably will be purchasing some Pulse just because um like Hex did a 10,000 X and uh, I don't See? like missing out on 10,000 X's. Again, right? <laughs> you can trade garbage and, yeah, and, and yeah. make money on it. So, well, this is such a huge community. These, these, these guys that are back in this chain are, you know, they're 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 freaking monsters. Like the community is monsters. So it's it's just one of those things. And uh, we do got a comment real quick. Uh, heart is even bigger grifter than Vitalik. Oh, I agree. That's I, I agree with that. 
So, uh, so I, I mean, the next he's funny. Shot. He's funny because like, like whenever he's getting pressure from the SEC, all of a sudden, like he takes everything down from his Twitter. Well, <laughs> like, no longer and then, and all of a sudden, like one by one, it goes back up. Like Pulse Chain developer, <laughs> creative founder, Hex founder, and then all of a sudden, like SEC's after him again. All of it comes back down. Yep. And he he's, he doesn't live in the United States. You know, he's he, he did he was back here. I think he went to a, the weekend concert with BitBoy. Like, and he left again. Like, I don't. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, like I said before, I, I probably will own eventually some. some There's going to be some projects over, that probably but... launch on there and do well and do like thousand X and stuff just because. Yeah. The but, hex but they're and be copies. Yeah. Of what we have here. I mean, so... that's what that's what almost all EVMs do. Anyways. I know. I know. So, Shizzy, with all the coins, that, with all the coins and tokens that you own, you must have got the largest airdrop from pulse out of anybody you should have, have a lot of ercs oh man okay i got them all over the place I, i'm on phantom i'm on matic i'm on you know I'm, i got one arbitrum a cat all right you know oh, but, well. but I, I did have a shitload of zen I, I um so um i i eventually sold all my zen but i guess when the air when the snapshot happened i had a i had like i had a probably a giant bag of zen for like two weeks and the airdrop had to be in, in between those right two there. weeks because that was right, it was right when it kind of took off, and I sold a little too early, but I did make a few X's on it. So, but like it's a snapshot for Pulse Chain, must have been in like mid April because that's when I had the giant bags. So I, like, I didn't have it last Friday, and then when I checked my uh, my, my Zen stuff, I mean, my uh, my Pulse Chain uh, copies. And if you have ERC wallets, go load up Pulse Chain, see if you have anything, like uh, dump it if you can. Yep, but um, it was it was easier to dump. obviously it was easier to dump last week when um, the chain really yep. was closed. But you might still have some stuff with some value. So yeah, I'm gonna go look. What's causing Zen to pump? I saw that like the past couple of days. It's down right now, but um, okay. So uh, Phoenix uh, launched last Saturday. Yeah, right now it's uh point zero zero two four. Huh. That's yeah, weird. That's, pretty... Maybe I was talking about Phoenix. I don't know. Uh, it was up yesterday. Okay, maybe yesterday that was, it was up. And that's only with Zen. You can move this thing with a fucking thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha, <laughs> because it's such a small. I think it's like a twenty million dollar market. It's so it's so small. But um, so um, Phoenix. I was talking about Phoenix. Um, it's actually one of our topics. I was talking about Phoenix uh, last week. So Phoenix launched on Saturday. I, I burnt for it. Uh, I was I was at my uh, son's birthday party and Phoenix launched, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I gotta burn some Zen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it launched at one o'clock, and uh, so. I was sitting down bur- burning some Zen. I, I did, I did, I did my my birthdays for 2024 and 2025, and uh, it's just it's just basically a, it's a long term play for me. Obviously, um, Phoenix is going to be loosely um, a peg to Zen because it, it, anytime you want to buy Phoenix, it's 10,000 uh, Zen will get you one Phoenix. So I, I I burnt like a good a really good amount for each of them. I think I burnt like 700 hours for each birthday. So I'm hoping to. 10x 20x 100x that so we'll see what happens and like the the first uh the first pool party will be in 13 days and that'll be like uh the basically like the apy and that's the percentage of the burning and all that so like i said before every time I, all the, all the phoenix i burnt i got one and then one went into the pool and then uh, uh everyone will receive receive that once we get to the next pool party but if someone's stake ends or if someone uh pulls out early that Zen will go to uh, the staker. I mean, I'm sorry, that Phoenix will go to the rest of the stakers. So that's kind of helps the, the pool party. And that's why it's good to do really long-term, I think 500 and 700 days. 
or 800 days. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. And this week, uh, Zen Doge is dropping this hmm. Saturday at, uh, and it, again, it'll burn, it'll burn Zen. Um, this one's actually pretty cool because, um, you, you have the option to, uh, uh, give ETH away and, um, to donate to, um, so the reason for X Doge was because, um, uh, Jack lives in Hawaii and he found, uh, this dog as a puppy and he put up signs and stuff all over the place and he ended up keeping it. So this someone was like, this is crypto. Yeah, I know. This is crypto. So <laughs> people are obsessed with this guy, Jack Levin. I am one of those. But anyway, so they created uh, Zen, Zen Doge. Uh, and it's a picture of, of Jack's dog is, is the cover. And basically, you're able to, once you burn for um, the Doge, the X Doge token, you, you are able to donate to a, uh, a, a dog charity. I think it's called uh, whatever they're called. But you're able to, and the uh, it'll go to a multi-sig that Jack has a part of it and they will send that to a proper donation spot for, um, for pets. So it's kind of, it kind of has a point, but then you also burn your Zen and um, you get the X Doge token, but the X Doge token has a cap and this is the cool part. So uh, right now I think it's going to be uh, 1000 Zen for every one uh, X Doge, but the first 15% of the supply, you get a 1500% bonus. So in the first fifteen percent, one X Doge will get you sixteen. I mean, sorry, one uh, ten thousand. I'm sorry, one thousand Zen will get you sixteen X Doge. Hmm. But the longer you wait, so it'll start with fifteen percent, go to twenty percent, and then thirty percent. So like it, it, the amount drops. So it'll be fifteen hundred percent, uh, thousand percent, five hundred. So the earlier you get in, the better. Which potentially could burn a shit ton of Zen in the first hour. Yeah. So it I mean it, it for in and for all the X Doge to be put on the market, you have to burn fifteen trillion Zen. And right now there's only twelve trillion Zen in, on the market. So you'd have to burn the entire supply to get out of to get um X Doge to complete. Is this launching on the Doge chain? No, this is launching on um Ethereum? uh it's on it's on Ethereum first and then it's Matic the following week. But um, so the the Doge chain um, uh, is not friends with Jack because Jack destroyed it, <laughs> so it couldn't handle the Zen the the Zen transactions over there. So they just they just stopped Zen over there. So I doubt it's gonna it's gonna drop over there. So the the core developers stopped it. Yeah, they stopped Zen. <laughs> so it just shows you that. that will, I'll, yeah, I'll never do anything on that. Don't, chain. don't do anything on the on the Doge chain. <laughs> your wrapped Doge coin. <laughs> so yeah so I, I i hope i've explained that correctly but yeah phoenix was success in my eyes um it burned um 800 i want to say no 80 billion zen in the first week and this is a slow burner this is something that's not what it's not going to burn quickly it's going to burn like as, as people's leisures because there's no really no rush until you know up up till the 14th day and then you, you kind of want to get in before that but then every 14 days there will be another pool party so you want to get in before that so th this will it's going to burn zen slow but over time it'll it'll burn a lot and but zen doge will burn potentially i i think that the 15 with the 1500 uh percent bonus i think that'll burn within minutes it's going to cause the ethereum gas fees to fly up at um 11 o'clock this eastern time this saturday so i'll be looking forward to that i'm i will be burning again just because i want the x1 airdrop and 
uh, I'm not sure how Jack's going to present the token. Like if he says like a uh, per certain percentage of the supply will go to um, uh, Zen Doge uh, burners, uh, percentage of the supply will go to Phoenix burners, and uh, part of the supply will go to DB Zen burners. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm just doing it anyway. Just so if that is how it works, then I will get a piece of potential every project that burnt. And because I, I will, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the X1 uh, blockchain that Jack is building. Because Jack said potentially it could, its sediment layer could be Bitcoin. So it, uh, the X1 chain could be on, it could be the bridge from Bitcoin to Ethereum. I'm not sure how he's going to do it, but like I believe in Jack. So um, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we should just call this the, the Jack Levin podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, I, obviously, I respect him, like his intelligence and everything. It's just sometimes it is hard to keep up with like where he's trying to put his it's all over the place, you know, handprints, right? Yeah. But it, it it's obviously strategic and intentional. It's, it's yeah. not just some random crazy that's just like launching tokens here and there and there and here he has a strategy behind it are we but, sure he's not i mean i don't know i mean i, hope so. I, 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 I will say like the brc stuff i did at one point i was like uh what are you doing like in my yeah. mind i'm like so you just basically minted five different tokens which one do i buy right you know in my mind and so i was just like you know what i actually uh, approached it as like i'm just throwing this away but yeah. I'm buying it, and if it turns into something, then it turns into something. But it was it wasn't like a large amount or anything. But yeah, never know. All right, well, let's get into uh, my favorite part of the show: uh, the DeFi discussions uh, weekly um, uh, DCA. So, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I said I say this every week, but anyone who's listening that's new, um, we basically get a hundred dollars in fake money, and we DCA into anything we want. Uh, so right now, our total balance is $3,000 with um, uh, a pr total profit loss of $987, which is 23.5%. And uh, so we will each get $100 today and we will dollar cost average into things we like. And potentially over time, we're going to see um, how this goes. And if we're if we're just idiots and just lost all this <laughs> fake money or if we're on to something here and uh, we just turn this uh, DCA into a million dollar portfolio. Um, so who wants to go first? I'm looking up something, so one of y'all can go first. I, I actually go first. Um, I'm gonna do Grail because it is something Sorry. that I bought myself in my own portfolio, and yeah. we don't have it over here. So I'm gonna put my hundred hours into into Grail. Yeah, I'm just looking at its chart. Yeah, it's dropped forty percent in the past month, and um, that just feels like such a bargain hunting opportunity. It really is. Not financial advice. Whatever no. we do here, do not copy unless you uh, want to lose a thousand dollars. Yeah, I I only <laughs> lose money. That's that's all <laughs> I do. It's just a question of how fast and on what schedule. But I only lose money, so don't listen to me. So that gives us 0. 0.069 of a grail. <laughs> I'm going to DCA into this for 15 straight weeks and You're try right, to get a full one grail. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Did you drop it all into Grail? Hundred bucks, yeah. Yeah, nice. I, I didn't feel right about doing fifty. Uh, get point zero zero zero. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're so. not going to get anywhere fast that way. Um. All right. Well, you're you're tapped out. So 
I'm going to split. I'm going to split half and half. I'm also I'm going to put 50 into Grail as well because, like, like I said, awesome. that's it's such a good bargain. Feels like yeah. a good bargain right now. And what's your other 50? Uh, other 50 into magic, uh, which I still feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's crawled back a little bit, but it, 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 um, it's still pretty undervalued. I agree. Or I should say underpriced. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know how, what it should be valued at, but it, it feels like that's pretty underpriced. <clears throat> And one other change I would like to make. Sure, anything um, you want. Yeah, I'd like to sell the um, um, sell the avalanche and put that into Grail. You want to sell um, the three point three? Yeah. So just liquidate is... avalanche and move all of that into Grail. I think some of that avalanche is mine. I'm oh, just kidding. I'm, I'm just sorry. joking. I'm I just joking. You really want to put avalanche in? No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. I was just. Are you sure? Wrong. Yeah, we're, we're well, that's the rules. You, you can sell someone else's shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no All there's right. no rules to this. Okay. Okay, good, good. But we all that's three get a hundred bucks every week though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you hundred bucks every week and you, you can you can make any changes you want. So gotcha. And this is going to be another oh three Yeah, it's no slight against Avalanche. I love how fast it is. I love how cheap it is. I like a lot of things about Avalanche, but it's just Grail is is it just feels like it's such a ripe opportunity right now at the price. Yeah. I'm gonna sell this uh, DB Zen here because I, I can't stake it, and it's uh -huh. it's just going down a lot since I bought it. I'm down, I'm like seventy five dollars, and it's giving me the. Uh, the creeps and I own this personally and I don't like seeing it on every portfolio. Yeah. So I'm gonna sell this, take my twenty-three dollars and eighty-nine cents, and I'm gonna take that to grail as well. Oh, it looks like uh we're we're single handedly gonna drive the price of grail up. Nineteen dollars. What is this? Hold on, make sure this is uh twenty three dollars and eighty-nine cents. So max. And then put that in grail. So $23.89. This is probably really boring for the listener. Sorry, guys. Probably isn't your favorite part of the show when you're listening to the, the podcast. Your mom is probably doing something while she's watching. <laughs> All right. I think. Is there anything else we want to sell? Is there anything? How much maple do we have? Do we, have any, do we have any maple? Yeah, I saw we maple. Do have maple. Maple is one of our better performers. We're up $2.99 on our maple. Yeah. I want to put $105 in there. I want to put 50 towards maple. And then I'll have yeah. a new one that we're bringing in for the other 50. We got a new guy. So maple is the institutional, uh, institutional on chain capital market. So. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're so it's, it's unrelated. New. It's unrelated to syrup, correct? There's there's no uh, syrup yeah, un connection. unrelated. Okay. And and I say that half jokingly, but partially seriously. So I don't know if you guys caught there. There's a uh, a Netflix documentary on this great um, uh, maple syrup heist in Canada. 
Um, oh, wow. Apparently, it's it's like mil, like twenty thirty million dollar um, theft of uh, the strategic maple syrup supply out of Quebec. Um, that was <laughs> is it like just high top quality syrup, or is it the volume of syrup? I because <laughs> it's this volume of syrup that, that they need some huge trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe it was it was like like it was syrup in vats that okay. was on trucks and was physically stolen. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Well, so maple syrup is important in Canada. It's <laughs> it's very important it's everywhere. Okay. It is, yeah, I love maple know. syrup. Um, the other fifty is going towards Pendle, P-E-N-D-L-E. So, I actually uh, learned about this project from Chico, Chico Crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, his delivery is funny, right? Like whenever he does this show, <laughs> he's like. This week on B uh, on Chico yeah. Crypto, no, but uh, so yeah, actually this project's really cool. So th what they do is they uh, will split the yield from like yield bearing assets, um, and then offer that specific asset at a cheaper rate than going to a regular exchange because they're using some of the yield back. Mm. If that makes sense, so pretty yeah. cool, pretty cool concept. Mm. Um, we'll see. How that ends up working out yeah all right so we'll um give a quick uh go down of our portfolio here we have canto is our number one holding at 390 dollars. magic is our number two at 386 well that's pretty close uh we're pretty even there on canto and magic yeah. um as star is our number third big third biggest holding at 356 dollars arbitrum is our number four at 278 camelot now is our number five at 225 uh, Imagine Generation AI is our number six at 162. Maple now is number seven at 156. And then Zen Crypto, which is getting its ASB um, down uh, $61, is our number eight. So, yeah, so our portfolio is looking pretty good right now. I definitely want to get my, I really want to get Phantom up higher. And this would have been a good price point, but I thought Camelot was just a, uh, yeah, a, a must better opportunity. Week, so, yeah, it looks like uh, image generation AI took off recently, like pretty. Yeah, fifty one percent this week. It it had a couple. It had it, and you can see it had a couple steps up, significant steps up. Yeah, they've. They, that's a weird one. Like every week, they're releasing. They're releasing new features, improved features. Like it's just this drumbeat that they keep going on and on about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it. Yeah, my. I mean, it should be. I. It should be higher than what it is, but. You know, it, you know, things are the way they are. But anyway, so yeah, I'm. It's. It, I was very pleasantly surprised by their performance this week. Are they built on Ethereum? Um, yes. Uh, okay, so Pretty yeah, sure. sorry, I was yeah. I was blanking because because the, the, the question you're asking about is their token, but I was thinking about their AI their, Dapp. their AI project itself. Yeah, I was asking actually asking about their application too. Oh, their application. Oh, well. So okay, all right, kids. So uh, you know, co cover yours a little bit. It, it, it brings together, it beautifully brings together. Um, so they started off as, uh, as an image AI for, um, uh, for MAGA, uh, manga, like, you know. Oh, I was like, make, make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch that. Though. I was like, I was like, uh, that's like five images or four <laughs> yeah, images. That's right. <laughs> no, so like Japanimation, manga, or yeah, like the yeah, Japan exactly. art. Yeah, you know? exactly. With, with a, with a very, strong emphasis on the not safe for work side ah gotcha gotcha things, okay which which let's be fair folks that built the internet in the beginning that's yep. that so yeah. 
Um, but no, but they've, but what I mean, but, but as they roll out new products, they roll out a lot of safe for work. They roll out, uh, they've, they're rolling out like all these different algorithms that are not algorithms, all these different AI bots that will produce things like um, realistic photograph. So you can, you can install their bots on your, on your discord or, or telegram, and you can just talk to the bot and you can, you can go slash bot name, build me this. And so you can do things like movies. You can do things like paintings, artist styles. So you, there's specific bots that are dedicated to these different things. You hyper-realistic, uh, you can do things that look like they're video game generated. And then you give it all of it, all the prompts. And then of course it, it builds you the images and then it has all these, they release new models all the time. So you can use specific models with a specific bot and then prompt. So, and, but it's just the pace of, as they're releasing all these features, um, is, is, is pretty impressive. And the fact that they have a foot in the not safe for work space. Yeah. Um, I expect that I'm a big believer in, in the, the, the vice index, um, yeah. you know, vice related stocks, um, seem to seem to do. Okay. It's awesome. So I, I want to start something, um, something new this week. So what we're going to do is, um, we're going to, uh, take a look at, at Bitcoin and we're each going to, um, give a prediction of the price of Bitcoin for next Wednesday at 8.30. The person closest to it without going over will get an extra 25 hours of DCA. Sound fun? Sound good. Sure. And, and that person will be called King for, for that week. That King will get special <laughs> special abilities uh, that I don't know what they are yet, but I'm gonna come up with something. So uh, I need predictions. So like I said, closest at, at it. So the stop point will be 8.30. So if it's like 9.15 and you beat and that you beat another person doesn't count. So it, it, it whatever that whatever the price is at eight thirty next Wednesday, that person will get the extra twenty five hours for the DCA of their choosing. Seems right. right. Well, Who wants I'm, to go first? I'm pulling out my trading view chart real quick. I thought we had eight days in a row of negative. Oh, then we had a little bit of bounce back this we week. We had right? a little tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end right here. So. Uh, I'll just say my prediction first. Go ahead. I think I think we'll be at uh, 29,400. 29,400. Go ahead, Niblets. Um, all right. I'm... I mean, I... I, I I've, I've been thinking about this all week because I, I knew about this before you guys did. So sorry. <laughs> it sounded like you had that number already locked and loaded. I had it earlier today. I was looking. I was looking at the chart this morning, and I think we're going to go up before we go back down. All right. Uh, I'm. I'm thinking twenty six two for next week. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, it's closest Wednesday. without going over. Oh, are so we talking? We're, are we talking about next Wednesday, right? Next Wednesday at eight thirty, uh, Eastern time. Sorry. I forgot we're all in different time zones. Yeah, so Let's beginning see. of the show. Beginning of the show, yes. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say 26. 26 what? Because Nibbles is 26,200. I'm going to say you 20, go 26 flat straight. All right. So, like I said, it's, you know, if it's uh, 26,100, then Nibbles will take it. So, in that case. So, I'm 29,400. Nibbles is 26,2. And Yakobi, uh, Yakobi, sorry, dude, I'll never be Yagobi. Right. Yagobi will be at 2600. Dude, I fucking practiced earlier. I'm not gonna lie. I'll go get your name right. I promise. It's been uh, 84 years. 
<laughs> That's what it's going to be like. No, just it will be. It's going to be episode 1000. I'm going to be like, how do you say your name again? Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'll get no, it. No, you're promise. good. Uh, okay. So we, we, we have it here. And uh, I think that is our show today. So if you enjoyed oh. even a second of this. Go ahead, finish. Yeah, real, real quick. Uh, so um, if anybody wants to get more information about uh, the council, the BRC20 uh, project that I spoke about earlier, there should be links in the description of the video there. So you can check it out and do your own research on that. Yeah, the links are below. I put all three that we looked at today. Uh, Nibbles, do you have any closing remarks? Anything you want? Yeah, to, we uh, didn't touch on, on on a super important topic, um, which was the uh, fear around Ledger. Um, oh, we didn't get into that. Potential. You want to get into it real quick? Re real quick, yeah. yeah. It's worth mentioning because this is something if folks haven't heard about it, they should hear about it. Yeah, we, we I can go longer. I'll, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think it's Nibble important knows. to extend just maybe like ten minutes on this because it is important. Go ahead, Nibble it. Or Chizzy, you. I mean, um, I, gotta, I can't find the thing I have it here. I thought I had it here. Hold on. I thought you had it there too. Hold on. What what number was it? Uh, here I it is. Is Ledger is Ledger giving out your seed phrases? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think that's yeah. what I changed it to at the last minute there. So yeah. So there, there's been I've just, I read really so what a happened? Lot of conflicting. I've read a lot of conflicting. Um, tweets and responses about this. So on the one hand, and obviously, you know, in this space, because you are 100% responsible for every sat that you've got, anything that even smells like a problem is going to send people into a bit of a justified panic, right? Yeah. Um, so we got to be super careful about these things. But uh, apparently there was something about the about Ledger being able to export your seed phrase outside of... I don't know if it was outside of the chip, but still on the overall uh, uh, within the ledger, or if it was actually outside the ledger itself. Um, but then a bunch of other people were saying, "Well, no, it was always able to export something related to this, and so that's really not a big deal. Don't worry about yeah. it." So I don't know a lot, but I just know that there are conflicting uh, issues. Um, so I just want to make sure I raise this in case anyone hasn't heard about it, so they can start. Yeah. I don't so, own a ledger, so it, it doesn't really. I didn't go too deep into it. Yeah. So, so I mean, one thing that it kind of showed me is that the crypto industry is is definitely dog eat dog. I feel like there's people trying to take advantage of this kind of, and I'll, I'll I'll call it a mess up for sure because I think the delivery on communication was horrible on it, and 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 probably should have done some type of pre warning. Basically, it's the latest update um, for the ledger, and you have to opt in. From my understanding, what they do is they shard your uh your seed phrase out to three different locations right and so it's out there in shards right three different shards and it's for obviously emergency situations you lost your seed phrase the problem is is that you have to you kyc to get those shards back right and people are are, are kind of freaked out because in a sense that you know the whole idea behind a ledger is even ledger doesn't know your seed phrase and yeah. you have it you you keep it somewhere in a safe or whatever um you know and and like from a logical standpoint you're thinking shit well if 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 ledger sends my three shards of my seed phrase out, they have the capability of putting those shards back together and knowing what my seed phrase is, right? Yeah. That's what everybody's freaking out about. And then not only that is like, if you do need it, you have to KYC to an entity 
that you are who you are to get it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's what threw the whole industry, you know, into uh, fear and um, really what I see. I think people that that people saw this as an opportunity for a product. Right. To, to say, hey, I'm going to try to corner this market. I'm going to try to take advantage of this dethroned ledger because ledger has been the king and um, ledger handled it the worst way you could handle it. They were like kind of laughing, poking, you know, like respond, responding on Twitter as like, hey, if, if we get compromised, it's on us, you know, but no, it's not because <laughs> my, my Bitcoin's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's that's where we kind of are with it um i want to say like almost every big uh personality account and in crypto twitter just basically went at them hard yeah yeah no and it's fair right i mean this is such a this is the deal that we've made to play in this space we accept full responsibility for all of our losses if you just like that guy last week right you know he lost a hundred and what 86 million dollars well yeah. That's, that's the game, yeah. right? You, you, it's hands on. Everyone's got their hands off of your wallet, and you have complete responsibility for what happens to that wallet. And this is saying, no, actually, you don't have complete. You've got ninety nine percent responsibility, but we're going to take it. If you, it goes back to the, you know, if it's not your wallet, not your Bitcoin. If it's not your seed yeah. phrase, it's not your wallet. Not your um, keys, not your keys. Exactly. So anyway, it makes me it makes me nervous. I've got I've got I use Treasure. I don't use I don't use Ledger. Um, so I, I do believe in having in using your hardware um, hardware wallets. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that makes that makes even just hearing the possible threat that it could be your seed phrase could be at risk is just terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, when I when I buy a, a Ledger or something, I I don't buy it for the usb i buy it so i can sleep at night i buy it so that i know my assets are secure i buy it because i know that that is the safest possible place to put it and for them to be able to you know because i mean i i still get emails all the freaking time because i was on and i bought it uh bought one years ago before the email hack and someone got my 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 ledger information my email and stuff like that so i still get emails sometimes like two or three a day that go in my spam folder from because of the, the 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 ledger hack so it's like the same company that got hacked once i mean why 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 should i trust them to do it why won't they my you know my shards get get taken too so i think that was the biggest mistake of and them just not knowing their customer right yeah. like they they don't know the people the people are buying this again they don't buy it for the usb you don't buy it for ledger live you buy it so you can sleep in you buy a totally totally true totally true and, yeah. but, and the, so the, the one mistake that they made, the one mistake this all could have been fixed, so simple, was create another product. Yeah. Give the option for that by giving, selling a different, yeah. wow, it was such an easy fix. Just sell they, me something they different. Actually, it increases the revenue too. Yeah. It does. Make it blue. You know, make it purple. You know, make Ledger Live look a little different. It can be the same freaking thing. Yeah. But again... I buy it so I can sleep at night. And this yeah. type of stuff is making me want to buy a different product so I can sleep at night. Yeah. I, I can see where their logic came from in terms of like a worst case scenario emergency, but it, they didn't think it all the way through, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it, like, yes, that logic comes up naturally to anybody that says, okay, we need an option in case worst case scenario, but you just made the worst case scenario for your company by not, yep. 
by not by not doing that. And then the the PR was just atrocious. It was atrocious. I mean, yes, they would have gotten still attacked left and right, but at least they could have. I, I think it's so important for a brand, a large brand. I, I, I mean, this is what I do on a daily basis. I, you know, I'm a digital marketer for brands to admit when they are at fault. That's the first thing you got to do because whenever you try to brush it off, then it's worse. It's, it's yeah. It's like it's like oh, now they're like trying to act like they didn't. Now you lose even more trust in that brand. Totally, totally. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna misquote Miles Davis here, but he said something like. Uh, it doesn't matter the note you screwed up. It's the note you play next that matters. Exactly. Uh, and he's right. He's right. You know, because you could you can then make that screwed up note fit into the rest of what you're going to do. They could have made their next step sort of fit the fit, fit the the culture and fit the people who are here. Uh, but instead, uh, yeah, they were just like, eh. Yeah, what are you worried about? Yeah, it's still uh, an easy fix, though. They can come out and they can say, "We we 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 heard everyone. We're listening. Yeah. Uh, we we made the mistake. We're going to come out with a separate product. It'll be separate. It will be completely separate. It won't even be the same software. It'll be completely different software, totally. completely different hardware. We're going to come out. We're going to fix our mistake. We apologize. Yeah, we're going to fix the firmware update uh, as of right now, and it, it can be fixed. It can go away in in a month. We won't we won't ever remember. That this happened, but we'll know that you know maybe for that that seven year old grandpa who's going to forget his C phrase, maybe we should get him that one. That's, a, you know, that's like, an extremely good point because I think there is a place in the marketplace for people who want to have the air gap yep. security because they're worried about being hacked, they're worried about being tricked, they're not worried about the government and back doors. Yeah, and so they want that for them. That backdoor is more secure for them because they yep. they then have a, a a path back if they forget. Whereas there's other people who are like, no, no, I want to be secure against the hackers and the governments and every. I want to be secure against everybody, and I'm willing to accept the responsibility in order to earn that security. And so I want this product. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Chizzy. They should have. They should, and they still can make two separate products that address two yep. separate markets. Um, and everybody's happy everybody wins and walks away but no they're too busy shooting themselves in the foot right now yeah, and um, you can make little changes like little changes to the hardware little changes totally, to the software totally. and so you can come out with different products so yep. it's just clear to everyone that yep. hey the the blue one or the yep. red one is the one that the shards go you know we yep. have them for you but hey that's a service that you have to subscribe for you have to pay a totally. subscription for yep. and you have to kyc for it but this other product totally. you don't you same thing you guys always have it's brilliant. And like I said, I've got treasure and I'm never going to consider. So even if Ledger fix it, addresses this shortly, yeah. I'm not going to know, nor will I care because I've already written them off now. And I'm now just like, look, treasure doesn't do that. Never has, never will. I'm sticking with it. Oh. And now I'm not, I'm, I, there's no option for them to earn me as a customer. Cause I'll, this is now stuck in my head. Yeah. So. I actually learned something new too, that um, uh, Ledger's firmware is not open source. Treasure is 1 million percent open source. Uh, yeah. The firmware updates that the, the Ledger has, yeah. and I did not know this. I thought they were completely open source, but they are closed source. So you cannot see the firmware updates. What's, you don't know what's in the firmware updates. You do not know what you're putting in your in your Ledger. So that, again, scared me. And yeah. I've been looking at different types of horror wallets because I, I do hold Ledger. That's I have so bad. Ledger, so That's I know. so bad so, to hear right now. I, I really good. think that... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm wait. I actually ordered a treasure already, and it's on back order because everyone, their mom, ordered it before me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ledger basically just uh, increased treasures 
bottom line. Yep. Wow. And I've been looking at other ones. There's Arculuses and and um, there's Keylocks and there's a whole bunch of other horror watches that I'm actually putting the time into now so I can, again, I don't buy the shit for the yeah. hardware. I don't buy the shit for the software. I buy it so I can sleep at night. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, there you go, dear listeners. Um, yep. Check it out and see if this is something you're concerned about and need to do something about. Um, smash the likes. And smash the like, subscribe. Smash the like. <laughs> subscribe. Or, or not. Like We, we don't care. But no, it'd be cool no, if, we you, care. if you did. We care, if you, guys. Come on. If we listen this far, if you listen this far, give us a like. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday, 830. We're going to continue the Wednesdays. Appreciate everyone watching. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we get a lot more uh, – a lot more listeners on the podcast than we do on, on the YouTube, and now we are on Twitter as well. And I, I think uh, we'll eventually uh, probably like be on Twitter every week now, right? So yeah, yeah let, we, we got, we, let's make huh? this let's make this clear, Shizzy. We moved off a of Friday for you people, so you, <laughs> you could listen, so you could watch us on YouTube. So the least you can do is smash the likes, smash it, smash it, smash the likes. There we go. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate everything. Let's uh, let's do it again next week. See you guys. Awesome. Okay, guys. Awesome. Have a good